If you're searching for a wrestling podcast that's filled with fun, this is definitely David Boy Smith's yeah, finest fucking moment. He goes, he fell on his ass. He <laughs> <laughs> fell on his ass. <laughs> Couple of haters. Couple of haters. Couple of haters. <laughs> <laughs> wrestling nostalgia. I will take you back to May 26, 1996. It was a stormy night. <laughs> <laughs> the wind was howling. <laughs> Latest pro wrestling news and rumours. We've heard about the situations between WWE, Sasha Banks and Naomi. And hilarious tangents. Let's give this not tangent off. <laughs> no Samoan spikes. Fucking tangents. Then look no further. Join your hosts, James, Stu and Johnny, and subscribe to Top Turnbuckle Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 9 of Top Turnbuckle Podcast with me, Stu. And me, James. And here's Johnny. Hey! He's back back again! Yes, in the words of Eric Bischoff, Easy E, (laughs) I'm back and better than ever. Are we all recovered now from our uh, Johnny's last week? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Just about. It, it It's really funny, I think, because a lot of the uh, stuff that made us more time was not actually the event, was it? No, it's very true. <laughs> we had yeah. some really, really we, funny occurrences in Wales. Some strange stories. things happened, yes. Yeah, we, we've got a few stories that we'll talk about later on with yes. our um, Clash at the Castle uh, best and worst moment. And, and I'm sure we'll give a few more, um, you know, stories about what happened yeah, there's a few. before and after. <laughs> yes. But um, nevertheless, we shall carry on um, yes. with our topics this week. We've got our top three best entrances ever and our best and worst moments of um, Clash at the Castle. And as we always end up with our new subject... Um, everything that's been going on in the last month of pro wrestling. Yep, and there's been a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, I was just going to say, though, um, it's nice to be back again. Um, obviously, I missed the last episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was a bit under the weather, um, let's say. And, yeah, it kind of hit me hard. Maybe harder than a um, alleged Vince McMahon lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> Hush money investigation, (laughs) shall we say? Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) But as in wrestling, the show must go on. And, you know, you guys did a great job. Um, And it was nice to just kind of sit back and listen for a change. Yeah, it was was a difficult one, actually. Uh, Wasn't it? It felt like, because obviously me and Stu started, I mean, we got on fine, but... It felt like when we first started that something was missing. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'm going to get upset. It, it did. It honestly did. When we actually started, yeah. we yeah. were like... Something's not oh, right. Yeah. This, well, if anyone does missing. get upset, there's some tissue on the table. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, I've got a little tear in my eye. Yeah. To quote the streets, dry your eyes, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Right, so should we get on with our first topic, our top threes? Yeah, well, before you jump in, do you want to just mention the um, uh, the... Website and the winner of the last oh, um, yes. so competition. We did our competition draw live on Facebook earlier, and we just wanted to say a quick 
Congratulations to Rob Shepherd. Yes, um, he was the lucky winner that was drawn out of, uh, out of our little pot by, by the Undertaker. Uh, by the Undertaker, Special and James. It was actually me. It was, oh, it was, it was, it yeah. was Undertaker. Yeah. Taker was too busy messing about <laughs> <line laughs> on the fucking yeah. floor. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing. Get yeah. carried Rolling away in dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> But also, more importantly, we'd like to say a huge thank you to Three Count Wrestling Merchandise who have supplied us with um, our, our competition prizes. The amazing mystery boxes that have been supplied to us over the yes. last few months are brilliant. Thank you. They are amazing as well. We never mm. know what's actually going to be in them. And um, yeah, they're just they're great prizes. Like the, who won the last competition? Chris Francis Chris won Francis, the last yeah. one, yeah. And the things he had in his box, there was a T-shirt, DVD box set, figures. Such, such a cool Andre a the Giant T-shirt. That was good, yeah. yeah, yeah. That. If I went on here now, I'd be entering in his competitions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we'd massively shit the bed with that one, really, <laughs> yeah. not being able to get involved in the you know competition prizes. But, yeah, everyone get involved. Like, it's, there's no catch to it. You haven't got to pay. You haven't got to do anything, really. Just all we ask is just to subscribe to the, the channel. Follow us, like us, <coughs> listen. Um, listen, yeah, <laughs> and um, just enter and answer the, the question, and yeah, that's it, really. It's an easy process, really, isn't it? Yeah, you know. Yep. I think, I've, like I said before on previous episodes, there's no point in making these questions hard because everyone's got, you know, search bar <laughs> yeah. in there. So there's no. I, you know, I wouldn't test me and Johnny because me and Johnny will come up with something. <laughs> yeah, we be were something. talking about that in the messenger. Challenge accepted. <laughs> okay, that will be but December's yeah. question. You down to you two? All right. Um, but in the meantime, please do go and check out Three Count Wrestling Merchandise. Um, the email address is threecount.co.uk and Instagram. They're at threecount underscore wrestling and Facebook page as well, which is forward, forward slash threecount wrestling merchandise. Go and give them some support. They go are, and give them some love. They are really a great site. Like um, how I mentioned before, that when I was younger, there was no way of getting any merchandise at all. Mm. I think all I remember was... Um, there was figures and videos in John Menzies or Woolworths in the UK. Um, yeah, magazines, Toy Master. Toy Master. Yeah, Toy Master. Oh, that was a great yeah. show. You used to go in there and press all the figures <laughs> off. You used to yeah. piss their old boy off in there. But yeah, there, there was no other way of getting t-shirts or anything over here. And um, I think the closest thing I had to a t-shirt was going to the local seaside and getting one printed while I was there. Um, oh, you used, yeah, really used to get them really bad knock-off yeah. like ones, didn't you? But that's it. That's all like, oh, I'm on market or something. Like, snetted a market. But you could, a, I could never get anything get else. Get a T-shirt of Brett the Hot Man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, quite, it's quite fucking funny, actually, so I'm only going to bring this up quite quickly, but... I found it hilarious. There was one guy who was a knockoff guy when we were in Wales. I don't know if you saw him with his trolley. They had all these re official re WWE merchandise stalls. And there was one guy with a trolley just going around selling <laughs> knockoff stuff. And he had stuff like Tyson Fury rolls and oh, did weird you, Did you see like the best that. one that was on there, though? No. He had Wembley Stadium 2022 on it. <laughs> <laughs> well done. You're in Cardiff, mate. Well done for trying, though. <laughs> It just made me laugh. See, we sort of circling rounds in between all of the. I wish I got one now. <laughs> well, you got fucking lynched if you had been pointing up a Wembley, you know, Wembley Stadium sign in Cardiff. Jesus, I think Christ. I'm in the wrong place. Fucking hell. Okay, right. so right. shall we move on? 
Yeah, who yes. wants to go first on this? Well, I'm going to let Johnny go first. Yeah. I think we should shoot. Ooh, very yeah. exciting. Going on oh, here, yeah, really. he's only well, just come oh, back. Oh, yes. he misses one fucking episode because <laughs> he's a bit poorly. And now we're going to be under the weather. Just be noshing him off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Sorry. We, we I've are got gonna, that out of my system. Yeah, we <laughs> We will be moving on to that subject later. Well, not to be Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We will be kind of uh. moving on to that subject, guys. When we talk about Johnny and Stu stand in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh. Oh, keep listening. It's all going to be coming it's out soon. It's not what you think. Let's get it out there first. Oh, dear. <laughs> Go on, okay. Johnny. Go right. on the first one. Well, just before I jump in, this topic was... <laughs> James is still going off. <laughs> okay. That's the worst segue I've ever heard. <laughs> Oh, oh right, Let's okay. Be professional, we're meant oh, to be a podcast. Yes, a wrestling podcast. <laughs> These bits get the most fucking views. <laughs> True. Okay, so this topic was actually picked by Facebook member Jim Sangwell. Big up the gym. Big up the gym. Yeah. So, just quickly interjecting, I think we should mention that Jim did go to Wales wearing our t shirt. He did indeed, oh, yes. Yeah. Just very quickly. Massive, we, massive. He had it made. So yeah. much, Jim. It's amazing. Yes, yeah, it was really good, yeah. It's a lovely t shirt. jealous, by the way. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he did. Um, this was his pick. Um, and since he mentioned this, I've really been looking forward to doing this. Um, mm. Now, with big iconic entrances, most people think of WrestleMania. Um, but there really are some forgotten gems out there. So I dug deep for this. I searched high and low and managed to pick eight. What? <laughs> what happened to top three? Well, I did eventually. He's been away for a, an episode and he's coming back with eight. <laughs> top eight. That's the end. about midnight. Jesus Christ. I've got to work tomorrow. It's I did eventually get it down to three. Oh, um, God. It was a bit of a struggle, but yeah, it, it, oh yeah, it was hard work. It really was. Right. Okay. Um, so I'm going to take you back to 1998, March the 16th to be precise. Now, I thought I'd give you a little history as to what was actually going on around this time too. Ooh. Titanic, starring Leo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet, were dominating the movie box office. Oh God, we're actually going trivia. <laughs> we are, and everyone was singing, "My heart will go on." Fuck that, Phil. <laughs> Run Sorry. DMC versus Jason Nevis was number that, one in yeah. the UK charts. With um, it's, it's like, like that, that and that's the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> Um, ER friends Hercules and Xena Warrior Princess were all big on TV. Yeah. And Why? everyone. Well, yeah. Do you mean, does anyone remember this? Not tangent, not tangent. I'm just going to mention <laughs> tangent. Taste it fucking is. It is. is. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> a little one. Do you mean, like La Femme Nikita or whatever. That was awesome. It was, do you remember that? Yeah. That yeah, was great. So it yeah. used to be on around that time yeah, as well. Yeah, they did, yeah. It used to be on after the wrestling. That's right. They used to right. always advertise it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Michael's appeared on that on one he episode. He did. Yeah. Um, let's get on. What? Yep. <laughs> and everyone was. Pl- <laughs> These weird things just pop into my mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> like when he mentioned like Cena and all that, I was thinking, yeah, the the femme was quite big. <laughs> it takes you right back to 1998. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and everyone was playing Abe's Odyssey and snowboarding 1080 on the PS1 oh, and N64. No, no. Abe's, Abe's Odyssey was awesome. Yeah, it was fucking awesome. I don't know about the other fucking nah. snowboarding, but I Abe, quite like the snowboarding you, one. Abe was fucking great. Abe Follow me. Yeah. Awesome. Mm. Hello, 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 hello. Shut the me. fuck up and get on with the topic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if it sounded like him. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, and also on this very day, WCW World Championship Wrestling held their annual Monday Nitro during spring break. Okay. Now this was an outside arena full of drunken college students. Yeah. What could go wrong? <laughs> what could go wrong? And I don't think any of these students actually knew what was actually happening. No. I think they were just drunk. They were there. Know. And I remember there being little swimming pools yeah. all around the yeah. area. And I quite liked this. So it was different. Yeah. And that's what I liked about WCW at the time. They would try different things. Mm. Like they sometimes they go to the beach and actually yeah. have the ring on the beach. I always remember Scott like Hall and uh, Kevin Nash being involved. One of them ended up in the pool. Or yeah, something. I think every show yeah. someone ended up in the pool. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the main event was uh, NWO members Hollywood Hulk Hogan and the Macho Man Randy Savage versus Lex Luger and Sting. So everyone's in the ring, waiting on Sting. His music's playing, and he's nowhere to be seen. Then all of a sudden, a helicopter arrives and starts hovering above the ring. Now, obviously, there's there's no roof to this stadium, this um this building, because it's outside. It's almost done like in a sort of like a plaza of a hotel, wasn't it? Yeah, it's like really strange, a... like. Like where the bar is, like where the tropical bar yeah. type area is. A bit like it's really a, weird. Uh, yeah. Upclass Butlins, maybe. Yeah, it was like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All I've got in my head is Trump. Tropicana drinks are free. Tropicana drinks are free. I don't think um, we've done any fucking wrestling yet. <laughs> I don't think we have, no. Right, so the wind is blowing everything <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it is blowing everything everywhere the ring mats are flying up in the air um, the signs are being blown off the walls because this, this um, helicopter is just hovering above everything um, Hogan's trying to push through the wind and he can't get through it Bischoff's um, being blown against the railing I remember that that's so, it's so wrong <laughs> it's terrible um, fucking job and then all of a sudden Sting lowers himself out of, the hel- out of the helicopter like a bloody action man, like Rambo. He just comes down on this rope, and obviously he can't do it from the top of the building because there's no roof, but he comes down like bloody action man, flying into the ring <laughs> with his baseball bat, taking out all the NWO. The match doesn't even begin. It's, it's thrown out from the start, and um, yeah, just everyone's brawling, and that's my entrance. Sting as bloody action man. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that, yeah. I I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah. It's a a shame because it's it's not very eventful in terms of the event itself, but the entrance is well remembered. Yeah. I'll have a look for that. So there we go. That's my first one out there. Who wants to go second then? I'll go. Go for it. Okay, so it's quite interesting for me because usually I go to the past, don't mm. I? But I haven't. Ooh. In two of mine, I've actually gone for this year. Ooh! Yeah. some things up a little bit. Yeah. So this is kind of interesting because obviously this guy's going to be in the news later on. Ooh. But I wish this guy would just focus on 
this type of thing because he's really good at it and he's really talented. As I've said multiple times on the podcast, I do really like him. Not so much at the moment, but it's CM Punk's entrance. He's homage to his Ring of Honor days from the theme of AFI at AEW Revolution. It is just a nostalgia fest. There's an emotion to this mm. from a wrestling, a proper wrestling fan standpoint that just takes you back, and it's it's class. It's a brilliant moment. Yeah. It's probably for me a the best thing AEW have actually done. I know that sounds harsh when you think of all the matches, but this really stood out for me. It was. I, I watched it continuously. Yeah, I couldn't stop yeah, watching yeah. it. I love it. It, it, yeah. it was a proper goosebumps moment. Because yeah. I, you know, I, I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, I mean, genuinely wasn't e- expecting even it. the track. So yeah, there was no. It, it wasn't a fancy pyrotechnics display or anything like that. It was a pure homage mm. to his past, and it was class. And something like this, I never saw a lot of his stuff from Ring of Honor. I've seen bits and pieces, but I never oh, followed it full great. on. So it I didn't really so good see much of, of his entrances back then. Mm. But seeing that, there's only two CM Punk moments that stand out for me in his AEW, and that was mm. that moment there and his debut for the yeah. company. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that entrance was just amazing. Oh. It really was. It just, yeah. It's, as well, I mean, when, with, for someone who I'm, I like AFI, I really do yeah. like their music. It's, you know, it's well known that I, I love my rock music, my punk, and my metal. Um, AFI are a great band. Yeah. That is a great album, album, album opening song. It's atmospheric. There's some great chants in there as well. And that is the sort of stuff you need to get a crowd involved. And it's also a massive, massive throwback for Punk for his Ring of Honor days that a new generation would kind of go, what the fuck is this from? Yeah, obviously Tony Khan had just bought Ring of Honor. Mm. It was more a case of the remembrance of the old Ring of Honor. The great matches with Samoa Joe, the American Dragon, Brian Mm. Danielson... I think Christopher Daniels was in there a little while yep. before or maybe after his TNA tenure. Chris Hero in there? Chris Hero. Hero. Just, there's just some great old names. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean to bring up the one because we're going to have to bring it up later, but Colt Cabana was there. Yep. There was yep. multiple people there. It, it, it was a brotherhood yeah, back massively. then. Yeah. And well, him and Samoa Joe have had some phenomenal matches together yep. in the past. It was kind of NXT before... NXT yeah, existed yeah, yeah, absolutely, to Ring of absolutely. Honor. Absolutely. It was for your pure wrestling yeah, fan. That's right. Professional absolutely. wrestling fan at that time. It's crazy um, to think how far Ring of Honor went back as well. Was it early 2000? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're looking at Punk, runs about 2004, I think. Yeah. yeah. Being at his height, maybe. Yeah. Maybe 2005, because yeah. he's coming into WWE at 2006. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, it's probably around that sort of time. Yeah, it's about 2004. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, I, I just love this. I, I, ju- I just love this. I, yeah. I I could still watch it now and get goose, goosebumps yeah. from mm. it. I, and it I was good to it went in well with the match as well with MJF, the whole build up and everything. Yeah. It was and, just oh, yeah. and shout to out to because we're massive fans here. Shout out to MJF the way he sold it. Yeah. If you Brilliant. can get on YouTube guys and actually watch this live from the crowds, it's even better. Mm. Because you can hear the crowd react to finally realising it is AFI, it is the old Ring of Honor. Yeah. And when they realise 
they just mark out like motherfuckers. Absolutely. That's my pick. That's great yeah. pick. Great Absolutely pick. Absolutely brilliant pick. Uh, my first pick comes from Survivor Series 2005. Uh, and it comes off the back of a feud between Randy Orton and The Undertaker from No Mercy the same year. And it's The Undertaker's return at the end of Randy Orton's match where the uh, priests, hooded priests, bring out The Undertaker's coffin, stand it upright, and then the, the coffin strikes up on fire. And uh, I did time it earlier, and I think it's, it went for about 32 seconds that he stood in that coffin while it's on fire. <laughs> I am. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. That's that's fair play to the man for being able to stand that. But uh, yeah, and the uh, the coffin door bursts open, um, and makes his way to the ring, and you know does what he does best, which is kick some ass. But it's the the way that he holds himself when he comes out of the ring, and I'll quite happily state this: I think that is the most jacked the Undertaker has looked. Maybe because he came out of there. Bit of a beard on him, yeah. you know. Hair was jet black. The, the eyeliner was on, and he just came out. And how you could—I mean, his muscles were were big. He looked yeah. really in shape Beefing up. and menacing. <laughs> yeah, he looked absolutely menacing when he came out of that coffin and just stood there. It, I, it that sends goosebumps for me as well. Much yeah. the same as that punk one. Yeah, it's not the. Don't get me wrong. Undertaker has had some phenomenal entrances especially Wrestlemania entrances but this for me is the true definition of the phenom for me yeah he sells that character superbly for being able to stand in a coffee for 30 odd seconds <laughs> while it's on fire walk out take two paces and still standing there with a coffin on fire behind him. Working you know, on his turn. And just standing there, just staring. And that's all he does. He just stares at them all. It's brilliant. It's so good. And it's just so atmospheric. I love it. I great. need to... Um, great passion for it, mate. Yeah. I need to rewatch. I, I remember seeing it at the time. Yeah. But it's been a long time since I have seen it. And I think I need to go back and rewatch it again. Yeah, but so I do remember it being good, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to say I don't think I think with such a popular icon, I think you'll find that there'll be a majority there'll there'll be a lot of different memories of the Undertaker oh, yeah. for what was his most yeah. memorable. Yeah, which I think we'll find out later because he has had some quite he's had a amazing lot. entrances. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Here we go. Okay. Over to Johnny again. Right here we go again. Okay. Now, um, I ain't got a lot to say about this next pick, to be honest, but um, my next pick is from August the 20th, 2016, mm -hmm. and it's NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 2. Now, the entrance I'm talking about is Shinsuke Nakamura. Nice. Yeah. Oh. I love this entrance. Um, I've watched it back about three times today already. Um, the arena goes to black. And their spotlight just shines down on this violinist. Is that the word, violinist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Standing on the entrance ramp. And the whole thing just feels like it's put you in this trance. Um, when the music finally kicks in and Nakamura comes out, he's just full of charisma. Um, it's like a mixture of the emotion of his entrance to the epic, uplifting sound of his music mm. to the thousands singing along. It just has it all. The crowd even carry on singing throughout the match. It's just a fantastic entrance. And that's it. That's it all is, I've got to say about it. That's 
great class. pick. I've got yeah. nothing. You summed it yeah. up perfectly. I've got, I've got nothing, nothing to, to add to that. That's yeah. brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Fair play. Yeah. Back to James then. <laughs> yeah, that was quick. Was short and sweet. <laughs> I, I thought that, mine was short and sweet. I think that's the shortest one I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't think there was anything that we could add. No. I'm, I'm shocked there was no weather update for it. <laughs> it might still be coming. It might still be coming. <laughs> okay, well, staying with this year, 2022. Oh, you really have gone. Oh. I have. And I, I did some research and oh. I could not. It was our entrance for Clash at the Castle, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was when we come up at U27. <laughs> the when crowd all turned to look at us. When we entered and we finally got some food. We got some chicken bits. Seven pounds for yeah. three bits. Yeah, oh. we come through that. I got a bag know. of Pringles. <laughs> That's all I was allowed. Had to remortgage his house for that. <laughs> no, so... Go for it. It's, it's Cody Rhodes' entrance. Oh. Yeah. Cody said one of us had to have it we we all knew it was coming but I don't think any of us expected it to be as special as that no I don't it, think it anybody expected it to be so well. emotional yeah no, it was it really done was. so well mm. and yeah. I think everyone knew it was going to be Cody I think it was it was to the point really wasn't it that it was so obvious that it was going to be Cody yeah. everyone started to second guess themselves who it could have been <laughs> yeah. that yeah. mystery yeah, opponent yeah, yeah. But the way it was done was fantastic. That's it brilliant. was the lights going down. They give it plenty of time. The speaking over there. Yeah. Sud- suddenly that wrestling has yeah. more than one, one royal family. family. Yeah. The crowds, the crowd were amazing. Yeah. They just as soon as that happened and the music hit the lighting and you see him coming up through the stage. Yeah, yeah. The crowd just pop it was, and it's it was a true definition of WrestleMania moment. Yeah. Absolutely, and, and he still had his same music as well. Yeah, everything was still exactly yeah, the same. I think that's what we were all worried about. I thought, I think we thought we were going to get dashing Cody Rhodes or something yeah. like that. Something yeah. And we got the Cody Rhodes that I, I personally love. Yeah. So uh, some people don't. At I the do. time, I wasn't big on Cody Rhodes, and I think I mentioned Ouch. that previously. <laughs> I, I <laughs> but I did change my, opinion. <laughs> I did change my opinion yeah. later on. Yes, I think he's class and. Uh, yeah, clever I, guy. I'm, I'm sure it's sold in everyone's memories. I don't really need to go on about yeah, it that much. That a it's a special pick. moment. Yeah, absolutely. And I, could, I couldn't leave it off. Yeah, well, what would have made it better is if he brought his dog with him, though, as well. I think. I'm just imagining that silence spoke for it all there, mate. Just imagining that poor little sock coming up that oh. trap door with all that smoke. <laughs> yeah. No. But even worse, we looked down and saw no dog, just the lead. <laughs> now, if he gets if he gets a chance, he could do it in the future. But no, no I just thought it was perfect. The way he come up, it the way good, he yeah. stood, it made him look like a star. And yeah, yeah. Okay. A brilliant okay. pick. Yeah, absolutely brilliant pick. Oh, I'm screwed for that one. All right. Um, my next one comes from uh, uh, an episode of WCW Nitro from December 23rd, 1996. It's um, it's nothing special. It's nothing special at all. But it, I think, purely because of my you know Scottish heritage and this, that, and the other, and being a very, very proud Scotland rugby supporter, this really hit. You know, hit a nerve for me, um, and it's the entrance for Rowdy Roddy Piper coming into the Nitro Arena in Atlanta 
with the Antol Highlander DMP band. You've got 10 to, 10 to, I don't know, 10, 12 bagpipers, four drummers, and it's, it's, it's a proper goosebumps moment. Mm. It's done brilliantly. The, how, they, how they angled it as well, just you know, having all these pipers come out, then march down the ramp, facing the camera, facing the ring, and they were just playing away. It's absolutely beautiful. And then right at the last, last, last minute, you see Piper walk out and walk down the centre between all the pipers, dead staring Hollywood Hogan to, in the ring. Is it similar to how McIntyre comes down? Yeah. 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 You know, I, I, get it. I do like that entrance. Yeah. So yeah. I, it's brilliant. It was it's, close to being on mine, uh, the McIntyre one, yeah. at 35. It's a brilliant, brilliant setup. It's you know, and especially for just a house show. Yeah. You know, these yeah. are the sort of things that you get for you know a big pay per view. Yeah, that's it. Or, yeah. or something, you know. But this, because it was just a house show, I think it just for me it just it was like a oh man, that's brilliant. I mean, if it you, really, really. If you, you know, go back, Piper, to my knowledge, really had the first big entrance in WWF yeah, because yeah, at yeah. WrestleMania one. If you remember, everyone comes down quite normally, mm. and it's you know no one knows how the event's going to go. But Piper actually has the uh, I forgot what they call them. You might know it's the New York. Uh, I know it's what you the mean. New York. Um, was it the uh, oh. police band? Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. the police band. Yeah. New York police band. Right. He has the bagpipes. Yeah, he's playing as well, isn't he? No, because he's a heel. He plays at SummerSlam '92. Yeah, he comes down cocky because he's that heel for WrestleMania One. It's the main event, and he actually is the person who has the The fancy entrance really in WWF. What year was that? It was '85. '85. So that was March because originally I was going to pick Ric Flair at the Great yeah. American Bash mm. when he yeah. arrived in the helicopter and that was 85 but that was sort of July time I think so yeah Piper yeah, one I of was, the first I, ones I was trying to bear in mind those open stadium event, open stadium events that the NWA used to mm. put on because they did used to do them a lot and Dusty used to do certain things yeah 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 uh, even yeah because the Freebirds I mean, they started the whole thing, really, all the glitz and glamour. We talk mm. about, like, the rock and wrestling of WWF. But yeah, yeah, yeah. the Freebirds, to my knowledge, and someone out there maybe might be able to catch me out, but I do believe that the Freebirds were the first people to consistently have music. Yeah, I think you're right there. Sure. Yeah. That was a nice little so, uh, segue between Well, the it's a little bit of a yeah. history lesson as yeah. well. It's, it's about the Roddy Piper one, yeah. because it does, it does stew sort of, Remind me yours of WrestleMania one, because that was that was his entrance. His entrance was the bagpipe scene aside, and obviously it was the main event. Mm. And Roddy doesn't get a lot of admiration for being in the main event or a lot of attention. You always get second to Hogan, really. Yeah, but even even beyond Hogan, Mm. because usually you have like two. You know, you 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 would know the main event. You know, we look at like Andre and Hogan, yeah, yeah. Warrior and Hogan. Yeah. It would have been better, really, if it was Piper yeah. and Hogan. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly why he was my pick for one of my all-time favourites. Yeah, no, that's a good one. So yeah, thank you very much, Roddy Piper. Yeah, no, he he deserves a lot of respect because yeah. he was as much Hogan's sort of Lex Luthor to Superman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good, yeah. good analogy there. Yeah. Well, really, yeah. In the in that 
first WrestleMania, yeah, which kicks absolutely. it all off. Because they had the one-on-one match, like the pay-per-view before WrestleMania, didn't they? It was like the award to settle the score. Yes. Something. Yeah. But they could have swapped it around maybe and had the tag match at that and then the single match at WrestleMania. I bet it's mm. a lot of politics involved. Yeah, also, yeah, it's yeah. to do with getting the glitz and glamour and Mr. T involved. Yeah, very yeah, true. Yeah, true as well, yeah. Well, there you go. That's, that's yeah. my second pick. Lovely. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Roddy Piper. Okay, who's, who's next? Is it back to me again? It is back to you. My so. final yeah. pick. Right, okay. We shot through these. Right, yeah, I was just thinking the same. <laughs> right, to bear with me for this one. Okay, now I'm going to take you back to March the 29th, 1998. This was, in fact, two weeks after my first pick of Sting and the Helicopter. Mm. Now, I was going to say... It was a dark, stormy night, <laughs> and the wind was blowing. You had to get it. <laughs> I had to, he I had, had to. to, yeah. He had to. But if I did, I'd be lying, and I didn't want anyone calling me still out on it. I still yeah. got it in. Um, so what I did was I called up Bill and Ted, I jumped in their time machine, uh, and headed back to March of 98. The weather was actually very nice. It was, in fact, a very warm day. Um, and just to clear things up, I didn't actually call up Keanu Reeves. I just looked on Google. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, the event I'm going to talk about is uh, the 14th annual WrestleMania. And the entrance I'm going to talk about was the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, mm-hmm. in the main event. Now, to some people, this entrance might not be that great. But to me, I really love it. So it started with Sean, Hunter and China walking in the back towards the gorilla position. This was something that wasn't really done at the time. I think they might have done it once or twice beforehand, but it wasn't really happen- it didn't happen every pay-per-view, right. I don't think. Um, Sean is just looking into the camera, just being this cocky Sean Michaels he was at the time. Um, and then when they come out, they're actually being sang to the ring by the DX band. Okay. And the DX band were like this dirty grungy yeah, gritty bands that featured a guy called Chris Warren singing yeah, yeah. and Jim Johnson on guitar yeah. and two other unknown members um, and like I said some people probably don't like this and it wasn't great they, they didn't sound great some people have even said they sound like it was their first rehearsal at band practice <laughs> but I, I really like it um, and I think there's, there's three reasons why I like it first being I was really into my heavy sort of new metal grunge music at the time uh, second DX hadn't really been around that long and they were cocky full of attitude and Sean just didn't care and it fitted them really well mm. and third it was different from anything we had seen in WWF before it was bringing in like a new era for the WWF the attitude era was just about to kick off yeah. the Austin era was about to begin so an interesting fact also the DX band actually sang the national anthem at the beginning of the show mm. And it was so different from anything they had done before. Like WWF were used to having like Ray Childs, Little Richard, Aretha Franklin um, doing their national anthems, <laughs> and they now had this grunge band screaming it instead. Um, and the interesting fact is, you you cannot find this anywhere. It was it's not on the network. Uh, it's not on any DVD. I think it might have been on the VHS release um, a very long time ago, but. It's, it's very hard to find. Anyone would think they're embarrassed about it. <laughs> well, well could, what could it, they possibly mean? It is on the VHS release, and it is so bad you can't help but remember it. Yes, yeah, fucking Well, awful. the reason they've taken it off is because people were complaining as they found it disrespectful and poor quality. And Terry Funk was one of the main people 
who who said this. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I'm not surprised. Wow. Because yeah. it does come across as disrespectful. It, it's, it's supposed shit. to be like counterculture, but it's really not good. <laughs> Um, this is also the very last time DX would appear together until they reformed in 2006-2007 and an interesting fact the singer of the DX band Chris Warren went on to sing Triple H um, to the ring in SummerSlam of 98 and he also recorded Triple H's My Time theme then he went to TNA to record some of their themes before releasing his own album but then sadly passed away a few years ago I didn't know that Yeah. yeah oh wow but, um, yeah, that's my pick. Oh, wow. He, he was Jesus. very, very synonymous with DX and oh. Triple H. Uh, I wow. always remember the uh, entrance at SummerSlam 1998. The Rock and Triple H. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, think they sma- I think they smash- smashed all the instruments They up. did, yes. Yes, yeah. that's right. And also, for many, many years, as we discussed off mic... Um, a lot of people thought it was Rage Against the Machine yeah. yes. that did it, which, which I, you know, I can totally understand that. That you know, the singer does sound very like, you know, very much like Zack Della Rocker yeah. in places. And like I said, I thought it was the um, singer from Will Haven, um, another metal band, also uh, another yes. great band. <laughs> I can't agree with you more from the main event, and also the way that uh, Sean and Hunter are so fired up with it as well. Yeah, yeah. it really, really does encapsulate. That we're going into the attitude. That's era. it. It's a yeah, whole yeah. new Absolutely. era beginning. Yeah. I mean, we we we'd seen like the Brett and Sean stuff, yeah. and like the Canada versus USA with Austin and Brett and all that, but we were just about to go yeah. full attitude. Yeah, and yeah. it really almost signals it in. I think as well, you got to. Um, you it got is to, a really it, good pick. It is, yeah. You, you, I think as well, you got to acknowledge the fact that. The more WWF went into WWE, you, you've got to look at the amount of bands, like proper rock bands, have yeah. actually taken part in these live events and done the theme tunes, or wrestlers have asked for their music to be their theme tunes. There's been a lot. Yeah, really there's been a, you know, I'm pretty sure Edge is probably the one that's had the most bands, you know, do his theme tunes. There's about three that <laughs> I can think of off the top of my head. Two of them are, you know, particularly the same band, but. That music that is picked by these, you know, by these individual wrestlers and also the company themselves, they're the sort of music that really it gets your attention straight away. Yeah, it sucks you in. You know, it's, it's atmospheric stuff, man. It really is. Mm. Yeah. Great pick. Thank you. There I mean, you have to remember, that's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. It's about creating emotion. And yeah. for, for WrestleMania 14, that main event, I remember WrestleMania 14 was called X-Rated. That's right, And it was yeah. supposed to go oh, down that was. direction yeah. of this counterculture, like we were moving into a new era, and it did it really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah very well. Yeah. And I think that Sean was injured going into this match as well. No, he was in the right style. Yeah. Brilliant. Right, there, there we, we go. go. So, um, it's over to uh, Captain Chicken Sandwich over there. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 was, <laughs> sake, I was trying to be quiet. <laughs> Pizza uh, last time, Burger King this time. In the last three episodes, you've been eating twice. That's <laughs> because we suppose usually we have a takeout here and you guys have a roast dinner or something before <laughs> you come. That's what happens when we do it on a Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> So I have to sort of wait for you guys to come and then get me fucking dinner. But, <laughs> moving on, anyway. Yes, yes, James's final pick. I'm going with the same event. Really? Ooh, WrestleMania. Wow. And, and Showcase is, of mortals. This is really interesting because this is more traditional. Right. 
my one with and I think this is where you this was talked about with the Undertaker so everyone knows yeah. what's coming this for me is the Undertaker encapsulated right. this was his biggest entrance it, there was no pyrotechnics it was just the druids mm. they come down they come down to that classical music. I can't remember what that music's called. No, I know the one you mean. Yeah. Very eerie yeah. and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dark and creepy. Happy birthday, wasn't it? They stand <laughs> either, yeah. They stand either side from one another, link the massive uh, the torches. torches. Yeah. The thunder claps yeah. and now comes the Undertaker. <sighs> and it is really the first mega entrance of the Undertaker. Yeah. This is the entrance that everyone looks back on. When you see the old Undertaker, yeah. this is always the entrance they show usually. Mm. They they show that pan up. Do you remember there's that shot of that pan up of the yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just iconic. It's it There wasn't another entrance like it beforehand for the Undertaker, was there? No, um, not to my knowledge. WrestleMania nine, I suppose, is the only one I could think of when he they had tried to do certain things Mm. they had tried to bring him out in a hearse and they had tried more like a taxi yeah Yeah. and and they had tried to bring him out like Wrestlemania 9 is what you you said when they bring him out in the Roman funeral uh he had an eagle or something with him. Vulture. Didn't he? he had a vulture. Yeah, yeah. It was a black vulture. Well, it was it was a traditional Roman uh, right. funeral yeah. march. That was what it was supposed yeah. to be. Big old it was vulture. And it, it was fucking huge thing. It was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I don't think they ever managed to encapsulate the Undertaker before well, this like that did. I mean, that, that, Ro- that was that Roman one didn't work because it was in it was recorded in an open top stadium. Yeah, it, it just wasn't good. They tried to do it a few times with the Undertaker, but the Undertaker still hadn't. He hadn't got much character. He was yeah. still that stoic, yeah, slow, slow. Yeah. Yeah. It was more Paul Bearer that was the active. Yeah. Over, yeah. You know, oh yeah, yeah, all of that sort of thing. And the Undertaker was more of a statuesque yeah, yeah, character yeah. until he got in the ring. This was a real big entrance. It was yeah, against his brother Kane. Yeah. I, I think it's his best entrance, oh, personally. Yeah. I mean, I it's so iconic. It is good, yeah. 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 Another good book. No, it's good. Fair play. And that's the end of mine. All right. Last one. Um, mine's a real short but sweet one, because... Um, just because it is, there's not a great deal you can say about it, because it's just atmospheric. It's from Survivor Series 2014, and it's the uh, debut of Sting. Yeah. The Stinger. His first appearance in WWF. Sorry, WWE. Um, Probably his best appearance, wasn't it? I, well? I genuinely think, hands down, this is his most atmospheric entrance that he's ever had. It's also really an interesting pick that you picked because this this entrance is during a match. Yeah. Yeah, the end of a match, yeah. Oh, the, I think, yeah. The match, the, is, the match still is still going, going on. on. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, and it, it just stops everything. Mm. I think, you know, at the time, the rumours had been circulating that Sting was finally going to join WWE. And, you know, let's face it, we all know with, you know, social media and the internet, we all knew it was coming. But even still, for me, the main reason why this, I think, is personally is my favourite entrance is the crowd. The crowd pop pop for that. Don't get me wrong, I don't think it's the biggest crowd pop I've ever heard. But, 
the way that it was set up um, I, th I think his entrance music at that time as well was just superb it was so atmospheric very mm. slow much like the Ring of Honor uh, <coughs> CM Punk one That's with AFI it's it's very slow it's a it's almost like a call to arms drum beat it's interesting because do you want to know my opinion and no. we can all have stop trying to outdo mine I felt the crowd were a little bit confused as to who it was well, well, because what happened was if you remember you had that black screen hit oh, yeah. with all I think yeah. it has crows on it and all you like, can hear like, a crow oh, yeah that's and right. I don't think Insects anyone fully around. yeah I don't think anyone fully mm. grasped who it was at first you do because I watched because it just before I came in you do see a very flash image of him mm. screaming yeah yeah, that's and right. that's it and yeah, it literally is like, end, if you blink it? and you miss it yeah. oh it's midway midway it's through it yeah blink and you'll miss it so I remember it happening and I remember me thinking who's this and the music I just love it. for Sting's Crow character mm. I just love that original I, I look at Starcade 97's music yeah I prefer his I, older I, I music I just loved it I was but disappointed that have, they changed it yeah we all have differences of opinion mm. that's great but that music to me was Sting. That Sting. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Come on, we'll join in. Which leads us on to another point. We'll, we'll get to this later on, but Johnny's love of humming theme tunes. We'll get to that later. But yeah, that's, it is a really short but sweet but one for it, me. It was an amazing entrance. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, it, it was to put down the authority. It was. To, I yeah. think he put... Dolph Ziggler over one of the individuals. Yes. He was, yeah, right. he was the final one, I believe. That was yeah. Ziggy. Ziggy. So everyone was hoping that, that Ziggler would get a push off of this, yeah. and it, it never it came. Never happened. Which was no. such a shame. Yeah. yeah. Such a shame. That's it. Um, That's my favourite one, my number one pick. I actually have a very quick honourable mention, if okay. I can just throw this out there. Is this the other ones that were on the 8? The, the other 8, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This one was actually on the 8. This was just a separate one I thought okay. today. Um, so it's WCW Full Brawl 1998. Chris Jericho. Um, the entrance was based off the movie Spinal Tap. <laughs> I WC love that film. <laughs> the WCW television champion would get lost over and over again trying to find his way to the ring. He I remember was, this. He was trying to imitate Goldberg and he just, he just couldn't find the ring. He was going through different Is this doors. When he had that fat guy with him. Yeah, uh, Rufus, I think <laughs> it was. Yeah, and he's just going back and forth. He, he just he just can't find it. It takes him about ten minutes to find the ring, and it's just it's hilarious. Yeah, that that's it. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. It is funny. I, I always remember that guy we had with him, <laughs> Rufus. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's supposed to be security guard. Yeah, he was actually his truck a truck driver or something, and then Jericho went up to him one day and said, "Do you want to come and um, be my manager or my security guard?" But he never yeah. did anything, he just followed him about. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> I think they had a, apparently they had a falling out because when Jericho oh. went to the WWF, he never contacted Rufus because Rufus thought he was going with him. And okay. uh, there was an email sent or something, so I heard. And yeah, they never spoke again after that, apparently. Which was, which was strange. <laughs> but um, yeah. I think Rufus should have been great before he was involved in the first <laughs> yes, Maybe yeah. it went to his head a little bit too Maybe. much. But um, yeah, there we go. I've there got one honourable right. mention. Oh! Yeah, and stupidly, I've forgotten which NXT takeover it was from. <laughs> but it is Alistair Black. 
Um, and as I said, I can't remember which NXT takeover it was, but it features the band Code Orange with the lead singer from Incendiary. Yes, um, I that. It's, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal entrance. It's the one where he comes um, up on the board. Yeah, isn't yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I love it when fr- he came up on the board. Just in front of the band. And again, I'm a massive fan of Code Orange, massive fan I, of Incendiary. I think I, do you know what? Just in a joke, no, I think I sent that to you. Um, I think you might have done. Yeah, I remember straight I'm away. Facebook. Yeah, and I I do believe straight away I messaged you back going, "Is that Code Orange?" Mm. Holy shit! This is when you fell out of love with wrestling. Yeah, yeah, massively. I think yeah. I sent it to you. Yeah, um, it's yeah, it's brilliant entrance. It's so atmospheric. I mean, you know, great use of fog, and um, Alistair Black's you know sort of lean up entrance is I love it. It's absolutely brilliant, and I was gutted when they changed his music. Because that is a proper kick-ass theme tune music. Yeah, I can't remember which takeover it was, um, but I know it was a good entrance. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, it was a very brilliant. good entrance. Um, we have we had some great responses for these. Um, oh, we had loads. Yeah, this loads. this has definitely definitely been the best responses we've had for um, from our um, our listeners, and massively massively grateful to everyone that got involved. Um, so let me just read out a few here so, where do we start let's start at the top uh, Rob Shepherd, our competition winner from earlier and I'm not going to lie I did laugh a lot when I read this one <laughs> um, Rob put I've got to say Shinsuke Nakamura when he arrived in NXT no offence to Rick Boogs but me and the missus had the old music as our ringtone and I regularly used to walk around the house doing the hands thing <laughs> yeah, I, awesome that as well, yeah. I was trying to picture him doing it <laughs> Coming out of the bathroom. That oh, was brilliant. Uh, Jim Sangwell as well. I'd, I'd also say The Brood, but struggling to find one in particular to highlight. Um, he also said Finn Balor's Demon debut at NXT Revolution, without a doubt. I, I think that The Brood is a great shout. Yeah. I think it was so different. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I remember them coming up at a different part of like the stage, the arena. They used to yeah. come up near the side. That's and they used right. to come up in a yeah. uh, ring of fire. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a really good And then they had the blood shout. as well, which yeah, they yeah. spun out everywhere. We've also got Michael Roberts, who has said, Sandman at One Night Stand. Shawn Michaels from the ceiling at WrestleMania 12. I almost picked that one. Yeah, same. And the controversial, but Cena at WrestleMania 25 with the multiple Cenas in line. I like I, that. I, I think Cena's had some really good ones. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Paul Fraser has said, uh, Undertaker at WrestleMania 14. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Carl Gregory has said take her at Mania 14 as well. Uh, Dave Dano Cox, I loved your response to this by purely sending me an emoji of Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> um, and when I said which Stone Cold, en- Stone Cold Steve Austin entrance, he replied, any, because <laughs> it's Stone Cold. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant response to that one. Uh, Mac Drayton as well, finally. Surely the taker when the hands are grabbing him. Uh, but I can't remember which mania that was. It was oh, 30-something. Oh, <laughs> Did it even have a number? Was that when they started changing the shapes every year? Like, I, remember what, sure. I remember what he's talking about. It's like zombies coming up, weren't it? They were all grabbing it. Yeah, like the hands from, you know, the hands from Those the... Those naughty the hands coming hell. up from below. You know naughty, naughty. Naughty, naughty, very naughty. <laughs> I was going to take a guess at it, but I'm not going to actually because I, the guess that I was just going to take, I've just gone through my memory banks. My mind is wrong. <laughs> I think it's wrong because 21 was the one when he come down uh, as if he wasn't walking. He had a he had right, a right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And I thought it started with that and then had that, but I don't think it did. 22, no, it was Mark Henry 22. Um, I think it was a late 30s one. Like Could early have been. 30s, I think. I'm pretty sure we will look into it. Very be interesting to see which one it is. Yeah, we'll find out eventually. We will find anyway, out. Anyway, moving on, let's get to our, uh, our little talk about our journeys last week. We that, will this be, is going to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be talking about our best and worst moments at Clash of the Castle. Um, and I'm pretty sure I can speak for everyone, but what an experience that was. It was amazing. It was good, yes. Yes, very good. Yeah. yeah. And it was your very first show you'd ever it been was. to as well. It was my first ever wrestling show that I'd been to. I am no longer a wrestling pay-per-view virgin. <laughs> I got broken in well and truly. <laughs> Fuck, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and you got better seats for it as well. Oh, yeah, mate. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks to the stewards for not moving us. <laughs> to me for pointing it out. Very true. Very true. So, um, <clears throat> we should point out actually that if anyone watched the live, which I know a lot of people did, where Johnny and Stu were talking about where they moved is they moved next to me. If you remember in the live, any of you guys, because I know there's a lot of quite a hardcore, you know, viewers to us, yeah. aren't there? Like, and they would have seen the live when, when they say, James is down there somewhere. He that, was f- four rows in front of us. Yeah, that, that's yeah. where they moved. Yeah. Basically, I think that was one of the only rows which was unoccupied. There was no yeah, one yeah, on yeah. There, was, yeah. there was quite a few gaps on there. Um, and I was sitting on me lonesome, and I kept, <laughs> I kept turning to them and pointing with my eye going, watch these seats. So we did, but we, we waited for the pre-match, uh, yeah, sorry, so the pre, pre-show match to finish. We got that out of the way. And... Um, we, we trudled on down and yeah. um, well, we, well we've, done, we've done that first pre-show one and then we decided to wait until That's the first right, match yes. of the actual pay-per-view yeah I think, it was al- I think it was after the women's match yeah yeah because we were kind of worried that if we moved down there and someone was running late <laughs> we might get moved oh, back shit we're going to get moved anyway that didn't happen so we actually got some better seats thanks to James yes. for keeping us posted on that <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure that we've all got the same thing I think so, yes. Um, I've, I've genuinely, let's get the negative out of the way. Let's pick okay. our worst bits for our worst bit first. I, I, again, I'm not going to be too harsh on this. No, it's not. Because I'm also going to give the context, I'm sure you guys were, as to what was going on in the stadium. What <laughs> <laughs> with this one? Yeah. I, don't know if it's too, I don't know if it's too funny. Basically, everyone decided for this match we're going to talk about... To go for a piss break. Oh, that's Everyone. not what I was thinking of. Oh, you're thinking about no. the other guy. Yes. yes. So, should, should we? Say, I'll let one of you say what, what match it was. the worst moment. Yeah, the worst. What was the worst match for you? The worst match for me was Shana and Liv. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's where I was It might have come across different on TV, but... And, yeah, 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 and I'll be honest with you, I have it watched good. it, and it isn't as bad okay, on right. TV as it is live. The atmosphere at the time, it's like the crowd just kind of switched off. And it's it's mm. like a vacuum. Someone put a massive Dyson vacuum on and yeah. just drew the energy out of the audience. Just sucked it out. Well, yeah. at the time when it was going on, for us personally, I don't know if anyone else can <laughs> oh, remember. Oh, we, we hadn't moved by then, had we? No, we'd moved. Oh, no, we yeah, had, we yeah, we moved. had, yeah. yeah. There was a very drunk guy who came up the stairs and uh, was looking for his bag. 
Um, and it turns out he wasn't actually in our seated area at all. And we spent the next, what, 15 minutes along with everyone else in our area. <laughs> Just watching Watching it. a security guard go, no, you can't sit there, mate. Yeah. No, you can't sit there, mate. I, I didn't pay any fucking attention. I was, I was, I was watching, watching him. <laughs> but I'll be honest with you. I tried to not do... One thing that I was really shocked at in the stadium is how many people in there were moving about. Like, literally... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People like, were moving all the time. Yeah, yeah. Up and down. I'm talking during like the main yeah. parts. Like we're talking like during the start of the main event. Yeah. There were people going to the toilet. Yeah. Just wandering around. Yeah. Mm. And it was kind of strange for that. Mm. That is a negative I'll put in. Ironically, this wasn't my pee break match. <laughs> and I'll, I'll get right. to that one later. I, don't I, think I, every day, I tried to not have a pit, uh, piss break match. Right? Yeah, I don't think I had one but either. I was sitting next to Johnny, and Johnny will probably remember this, and I was going... I'm not. I'm going to watch this match. I'm not going to. I need. To, I need to go for a piss, but I'm going to watch it. And then when it finished, this is how bad it was in the arena, yeah. guys. I turned to Johnny and whispered in his ear, "I wish I hadn't." Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. And I, I got up and went. Yeah. And it, it was not good life, guys. We, we can all agree that our, our worst match from the actual pay per view itself was Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler. Yes. Yeah. Which was a shame. I'm not going to lie. I am a massive fan of both. Shayna Baszler and Liv Morgan but it was just like you said James I think it was being in that arena sorry being in the stadium it just didn't come across that well it just everyone went quiet it yeah. just everyone I, switched off I'll give you an example guys of how bad it was in the arena we were really interested in hearing what sort of reaction Liv got and the reaction was so small yeah. that we Hello again, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we have had a slight technical error. Um, unfortunately, our recording equipment um, crashed. There's not a lot else we can say about it, really. So we unfortunately have to start, well, not so much start again, but you may hear a few segments that we've already talked about with the Liv Morgan and Shayna Baszler match. All I can say is our apologies for that. These things happen, but we'll carry on regardless, <laughs> isn't it? Technology took over. Yeah. Well, I, I'd just like to shout out my fiancée, Zoe. She did actually notice it. Yes, massive. Thank Thank you very much for yeah, that. Well, yeah, well, well done. Because Speech. if she wouldn't have noticed that, we, we would. Oh, we'd have, have been screwed. We would have gone through the whole thing and There'd not have been even tears. fucking seen it. So, yeah. And had to redo the whole thing again. Yeah. Oh. So we were Liv Morgan, and I believe where we were, so we were talking about how everyone went for a piss break yeah. during that match. Which was unfortunate. The match wasn't that good. Yeah. In the stadium, it did not come across well. Partly down to the fans. Mm. It was just very... It just seemed slow, It was very boring. mediocre. Yeah. It, Nothing it, going on. It come mm. across in the stadium as a commercial break. Yeah. Because, I'm not kidding, it was almost like it was half-time at a football game. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. after the Sheamus match, got up and left. Which I think is also a good way to go into our um, best of moment. I know that's that's my pick for me, um, but maybe that was the reason why also that the Liv Morgan Shayna Baszler match was so, you know. Uh, I think I think lustily received because it it came after such a monumental match. Yeah, the fans had been picked up for that whole time, and then I'm guessing they just needed to. Cool down a bit, maybe. Mm. I think, unfortunately, from my point of view, Liv is just not ready. Yeah. I look at her and I, 
I don't know if I've already said this, but we were talking before. I don't like to slam a wrestler, and I'll never do it. Yeah. Unless it's absolutely necessary, like Goldberg. Uh, but apart from that... <laughs> Who? Who's next? Goldberg. <laughs> His career. God. Fucking ring post. I think she needs time. <laughs> yeah. I don't think she's ready. I think that was far too early. It's, and I think he's showing now. Like, like you touched earlier before everything went wrong. Uh, it, she's a work in progress, John. She's a work in progress. Yeah. I think she. Uh, she's not bad at what she does. She's good at what she does. Yeah, but too but in ring, she needs to be a little bit more seasoned. Yeah. She needs yeah. those 20 minute matches, yeah. even if they're from house shows, Fine. those main events, which will get her more. Hmm. She just needs work, yeah. yeah. She just yeah. needs to work your craft. You, we have to remember that she was very underutilised mm. as a talent for a long time. Yeah. She hasn't had the ring time. She hasn't been wrestling for that long, I don't think, really. No, she was in an XT. I, mem- I remember when I first saw her, she was doing the whole, uh, oh, what is it, New was Jersey it? gimmick. Yeah, yeah. When I first saw her, I think which, first time I saw her. Which, to be the, fair, isn't actually a gimmick. She is a New Jersey yeah, girl, anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know. she, she basically come out like that, and she was all uh, done up like that New Jersey style. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's when I first saw her in NXT. I mm. think first time I saw her was really with the Riot Squad. When yeah, same. She yeah. came up to Raw and she had the blue tongue, and yeah. they were pushing people over. Did you not see her in NXT? No, no I don't no, think so. She was never a massive. Star in right. NXT. No, she she was a stalwart there for a long time. She was a little bit similar. Uh, what's that girl called who was there for a long time? Aaliyah or Aaliyah? Or Aaliyah. She, she was a little bit up. similar to yeah. her. Where she, I think she'd been there a long time and, and mm. was trying very hard. Yeah, yeah. And I'll, I'll never, you know, she works hard. Yeah. She is getting better and she is passionate, but. Yeah. It's just going to take time, and I feel like eventually she'll get there. Yeah, um, I do. Maybe after this first rain and a bit down the line, maybe um, she'll improve. She'll have time to improve. It's just a, a waiting game and just pushing yourself. I think yeah. that extra bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent agree there. Yeah, yeah. Should we go on to our best moment? Yeah, definitely. Best of the clash. Pretty sure as. Um, we said earlier and yeah know, this is hard because it's almost like Greek class <laughs> yeah, yeah. so obviously we touched on this obviously before every, you know the, the computer equipment went wrong sadly we've all picked this as our best moment of um, Clash at the Castle and it is Gunther versus Sheamus yeah it's a stunning stunning match that actually come across I believe better live yeah because of yeah, the way yeah. that they use the audience the crowd were fully invested uh, from the beginning. It just, um, yeah, they just took over, and the match was fully hard hitting as well. Um, Believable, yeah, yeah just yeah. a fantastic match. I mean, the introduction at the start from uh, the other members of Imperium, yeah, which was know, a surprise. That, that set, no one knew he was going to be no, there. No, that that set out brilliantly. Even as you said earlier, Joe, the guy doing the wanker sign, <laughs> 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 while the poor old boy was I mean, doing the, his speech. I mean, the British humour does make you laugh because. Just that image of that guy doing that <laughs> on the big screen made the whole stadium laugh. 62,000 yeah, people Yeah, everybody laughed off. at that. If he had that over in America or somewhere else, I don't think it would really... No, I don't get it. Laugh at we it don't, you don't really hear Americans calling each other wankers. No, but they're much more... We talked about this before. They're much more well-behaved yeah. in yeah. some of the things. Like, 
I'm, I'll be honest with you. I thought the chanting was going to be worse than it was. It was, was yeah, still was pretty yeah, bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it was I a lot tamer was, than it could yeah. have been. Yeah, yeah. Like but, you said, the crowd, the crowd were invested in the mess, in this match. It was it the was crowd just, were fully, fully behind Sheamus yeah. as a face. And as, so yeah, behind yeah. him. Not like we said earlier from someone. You know, this is my first experience. At a, you know, a major pay per view. This, you know, I I was fully invested in this man. I was so you know. I genuinely thought it was, you know, I'd be behind Walter for this because, you know, Seamus has been around for a lot of years now and, you know, he's, this match will definitely get him some serious credibility. But I think we all thought Walter was going to storm this. I knew that they were going to try and do something similar to what they do with uh, the European style, like similar to what they do in NXT UK. Uh, which they did, yeah. really. I just thought, I, I, I can't say enough about this. The problem is, I will say this, guys, I went on such a passionate tirade, which actually <laughs> yeah. is not on there. I was almost Gutty, burnt myself it really, out. It really was good. This match was amazing. You had the whole entrance with the, the where they're both facing each other. I think I shocked a few people who were near me because I kept shouting out, I was going like, Great psychology. And I was clapping just them two standing. That start when they just stood phenomenal in the middle of the ring and let all that shit go on with yeah. the others. Yeah, I was just brawling around them. And yeah. like, like we said it earlier just as come well, across massive ser- pops to Pete Dunne for that. Yeah. He was so hyped. Yeah. It just, really hyped. It just come across as main event. Serious competition. Yeah. Hard hitting match. Well timed everything. Do you think this this is going to give the IC title some seriously much deserved Just credibility? About to say, yes. I feel like it's elevated it quite yeah. well, yes. massively, yeah. and it is much needed at the moment. Mm. And you even had Bret Hart obviously there as well, yeah. Um, yeah. With the thirty years of him being in the main event of SummerSlam for the IC title, yeah. Um, yeah, you just all fit in really well. I think it was a fantastic match. And also not forgetting the other person that was there as well, Exotic Adrian Street. Yes. What an absolute talent and so well deserved. I'm yeah. so pleased. Uh, he's actually been in our Facebook group, which is a huge honour, and we really, really thank you for that. Yeah, can't yeah, thank you enough for that. Yes. You know me, guys. Like I'm so into like the golden oldies and the golden era and things like that. And this guy was so ahead of his time. He was he was gold dust. From an entertainment standpoint, or a gorgeous George, many years before they came along. Well, gorgeous George, he was sort of gorgeous George was in the thirties. Oh yeah, that's true. So yeah, yeah, yeah. he w- he was the British version in a time when home. I mean, there was a lot of homophobia. I mean, it, yeah, yeah, he yeah. played a camp glam rock. Mm. Well, from a British perspective, it would be glam rock. Yeah. Uh, he Elsewhere, played, it was very different. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, he travelled to the Americas, and but I mean, gold dust, those sort of people, they have. You could all see where they've taken the influence yeah, from. Yeah, and just some matches that he's had, just to get you know, match against Randy Savage mm-hmm. that yeah. I saw the theatrics in that. What I loved about him, guys, was he did the theatrics, but God, was this guy one hard shooter. Like he was a proper Stu Hart yeah, type yeah, yeah. shooter, okay. like a real great comparison. Yeah, yeah, like a real grizzled. If he wanted I, to hurt someone, he could. Yeah, mm. I, I know he wasn't a fan of Stu. He saw Stu as a bully. 
but if you are listening, Adrian, uh, you, I mean, you are hugely appreciated. <laughs> yes. You know for everything that you've you done know, for British wrestling and yeah. Welsh wrestling. At that, you yeah. are a true homegrown talent and a homegrown hero. But he was one of the first who had his own entrance music as well. He was. As we covered um, earlier, um, first to sing. One of the first yes. to sing, Johnny. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Imagine what I could do to you. I mean, Serbia's promos back in the NWA were so well done. You saw that glam rock style that he used, like, oh, God, no, yes. not, I don't want to wrestle that hairy man. He's beneath me, like that. And this guy was one hard bastard. Yeah. But the way he played it, uh, there's a match which I talked about before with uh, Jerry Lawler, uh, where, honestly, for 10 minutes, and he's so entertaining... Adrian just dances around the ring. Every time they go to grapple, he plays the theatrics. Brilliant. And then Jerry Lawler does it back to him, <laughs> and he goes crazy, but then he turns into that Stu Hart-type shooter on him, and he goes oh, like, switch, yeah, yeah, just flips. Nice. That was the difference between him and Goldust, why I would probably even say, and this is big, I would probably say he was more legitimate because... He really showed it as an act. Yeah. Like he would do that, and then he would turn absolutely ferocious. Right. Just a brilliant worker. Worked into. I mean, he was in his fifties when he came to America. Yeah. yeah. I always love that photo that's out there of. Um, I think it was his father or his dad or someone um, works in the coal mine, and there's this photo of him all dressed <laughs> up in his feathers and this like. Yes. And he's just, just absolutely and he's brilliant. All these coal miners all standing behind him, just staring at him. Yeah. It's just amazing. It's a great photo. Mm. Absolutely brilliant. I mean, unfortunately, I haven't seen too much of his British style. I will admit that. Uh, his British British matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, a lot of and when he was in the NWA and come over to America, I've watched a lot of them, and I love, mm. I love the Brit. Again, it goes into the what we understand. Yeah, like, yeah. When I'm watching his promos, I'm seeing that glam rock. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'm saying, you imagine that like it's kind of almost like a boy George arrogance. Yeah, yeah like. Yeah. Oh no, not him! I don't want to fight him like that. It's it's really well done, and he was ahead of his time. Yeah. You're fantastic, man. There is a yeah. documentary on the WWE Network as well, all about his career and his life, um, and that's definitely worth checking out as well. Yeah, brilliant. So yeah, um, do we want to go any more into Sheamus because we went really heavily into it earlier? Yes, um, and, and I, I, we've kind of just done a short bit about it so we did do quite a lot didn't we yeah we've got us well I, I mean it's I for me yeah for me it's a five star match absolutely yeah. I think uh, it's going to benefit from this um, that, already they're building it up on Smackdown yeah that for me was like a you know that that was a main event that it had a, the absolute main event big you know pay-per-view feel to it they listened to the crowd they paced it well Sheamus worked brilliantly underneath as a yeah. uh, baby face knew his position at one point there was a fantastic part in the match where like they both sort of were absolutely beat down yeah. and they leaned up and looked at each other and Seamus just looked at him as if to say you haven't beaten me yet mate like that and no words were needed it's, like it I was said, such brilliant yeah like I said to you earlier that was that was just like a true Rocky moment yes you know yeah. beaten yeah. down to a pulp and he was like nope no, I want more. Still yeah. I'm, I'm still standing. Yeah. I'm still here. You yeah. haven't beaten me yet. 
it was no commentary needed no. no microphone you understood it and it was great it was it, it was, was fantastic it was, it was really good the, yeah. the pop that the crowd gave him afterwards and don't get me wrong there were still people chanting you know and cheering for Gunther mm-hmm. it was a phenomenal match but the ovation the crowd gave him a standing ovation yeah. and and he looked like he was close to tears yeah, I genuinely looked like he was ge- honestly touched by the crowd. I think people don't realise how good Sheamus is. I, I, yeah. I, I think I said before on a podcast that like, I actually think Sheamus is quite underrated because yeah, I think yeah. he's, I think as a big man like he is, I think he needs another guy like that yeah. to be able that strong yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of yeah, match. Yeah. That I mean, McIntyre can do it with him. Yeah. It's sort of that. Let's beat the fuck out yeah. of each other. Match that is Sheamus's forte, mm. and I think during the periods when he had the belt, there wasn't many people around no. like that. No, no. And I think when he gets in there, he's, he's always going to give you a solid match. Mm. Uh, I think I we, can't say enough good about I think it. We can yeah. quite happily say and quite easily say, and I'm pretty sure that we'd all agree, Sheamus is a future Hall of Famer. Oh, oh absolutely! Yeah. Without a shadow yeah. of a doubt, you know. I could even see him at one point in the future getting another run with the title. Maybe not at the moment. Um, I think he's quite happy where he is at the moment yeah. in the story. Everything. Uh, it's good that they're carrying it all on with SmackDown, yeah. oh, and he got a great ovation when he was on SmackDown as well. Um, but I think, yeah, sometime in the future, I think he could yeah. be champion again. Yeah. His stock has certainly rose after yeah. that I'm match, even in America. I'm even really... in America, like. I've that was a Johnny true elevation match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he was being really, really cheers. And the, the brawl they had on there, the, the fact that they're carrying it on, and yeah. it looks like it's going to be the three against three, it's just great. Yeah, is, I'd like to see Gunther versus what Sheamus maybe the last man standing match. That'd be amazing. That'd be good. I'd love it. Yeah, yeah, I'd absolutely love it. So, thank you, Sheamus. Thank yeah. you, Gunther. <laughs> and I'd like to, wow. I, 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 I'd like to see a, a, maybe an attempt at revenge from Pete Dunn. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If, if you know an attempt to get the Intercontinental title for yeah. done would be nice. Yeah, absolutely. So let's um, yes. let's mention a few other things that happened during our um, jollies <sighs> there, and anything else to do with the pay per view. Um, I'll mine are not about the pay per view, so I'm, I'm going to let you guys go first. We had a really fun time. We had a very oh, yeah. interesting time. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Something that we can look back on now and laugh at, but at the time <laughs> it was quite terrifying, I suppose. And, um, it was fucking different. great. <laughs> Fuck you weren't for me. Uh, where do we time. start? Are you, got, are you guys got anything to say about the pay-per-view at all, or are we just going straight? Oh, I've got... I'm leaving that till the got, end, because right, it's I'm, not... It's okay, not okay. I've got two last things to say. The last two things that I wanted to say about the pay-per-view is... And they were big, big moments for me. And it, and it all comes down to one thing, and it's the crowd. The crowd was amazing. And I, I'll just say to you, I, I showed you a bit of the pay-per-view just yeah. here. They were miles louder in there. Oh, yeah. They? A lot yeah. louder. Yeah, yeah. I, I so much louder of, than the I think the a lot of people are thinking when they're watching the TV, that's how loud it was. No. I'm telling you guys... That has either been dubbed down or something. Yeah. That, that was, was so much loud. Yeah, I mean, much the, the best example is the three that I've got for the crowd was all the interactions between Bailey. Yeah, it was yeah. fantastic, and it started it off 
Yeah. That was the beginning of it all. Oh, yeah. And also, huge props to Bailey yeah. for actually going along with it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Because Bailey plays pantomime-like with the crowds. <laughs> <Yeah>. She <laughs> acknowledged what they were doing. Yeah. Whereas only... some other people did not. Yeah. And she'd yeah. come in when they start singing and she'd go back out again. Yeah, yeah. like they'd, they'd purposely <laughs> sing for her and then she would purposely tag out. Yeah. <laughs> that was absolutely hilarious. Um, the other one was 62,000 people were singing Alter Bridges Metalingus when Edge came out. Yeah. Oh, yes. I don't think that's ever been done before that I know of. Uh, Edge reckons he will never, ever get over it. Yeah. He sent out a message saying it will live with him forever because even, he'd never seen yeah. anything like that in his life. Even Alter Bridge <laughs> released a, um, a social media post about it saying yeah. that they've never heard Did it. Did you read that the Edge it. one? Yeah. Where he thanked like Cardiff and said, yeah. "Like, I cannot believe, even late into my career, that I've heard something new and that somebody <laughs> singing my song yeah. from beginning to end." Yeah. Oh yeah, and I'm, I'm a massive. I've seen Alter Bridge live. Mm. I saw them at the O2, and even the fans at the O2 never sung it as loud as that. <laughs> that was absolutely fucking crazy. This Edge actually didn't have to do a wrestling move. No. He was already over. Beyond yeah. anything, when he stood, he just stepped into the ring and took the mask off and looked at the crowd, and there was just this massive pop. Yeah, like absolutely. for nothing. It was so compared to the American yeah. crowd, oh, yeah. not being horrible by contrast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think but it we've took touched him back. on that. We've touched on this before with the difference between American and British crowds. Um, and speaking of which, my last one, which is my absolute favourite crowd interaction, is Roman Reigns. Yeah, there are some people who... <laughs> I, I, I just want to reiterate, because uh, we've obviously talked about things on the Facebook page, and I did talk to one of my, well, I would say, good friends on the page. Uh, I think his name's Lee Spicer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, like, he loves Roman, and I think he saw it as a little bit disrespectful. I just want to say, Lee, it was a proper football Banter, absolutely. Hand of mine. There was no hate there. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't was no bad feelings. It yeah. was, so. and I think Roman knew it, and I think Roman loved it. At one point, he actually grabbed the mic. He grabbed the mic and went, "Cardiff, acknowledge me." Yeah. In the middle of the match, he absolutely fed off of it. Yeah. He thought it was great. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I could think of is um, Dominic Mysterio turning heel. Yes, I enjoyed it um, mainly because it was a shock and I could see him eventually saying to Ray he wishes Eddie was his dad um, I can see that happening at some point in the future um, yeah was there anything to do with the mullet at all it could be yeah. he just needs a little moustache now M- and be... he doesn't look like he can grow one at the moment so if he needs a sharpie then because uh, Dominic does listen to the podcast as well yeah. um, we'll send one in the post mate just I'm, give us your address I'm glad, I'm glad you enjoy it Johnny I I can't get behind the Mysterio Judgment Day feud I just I, I it, it just isn't connected yeah, with I, I'm, I'm not a Same. fan of the feud I, I just, as, as much in, as you in said in the stadium yeah. that gasp when he actually did it yeah. was amazing yeah. Oh, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. the way everyone reacted to it we in our row kind of knew we were oh, all yeah. going he'll turn he'll turn <laughs> like that to each well, other we, all three of us were saying it and I heard loads of people behind us going he's going to do it he's going to do it <laughs> <laughs> 
But no, I'm glad he did. Um, yeah. I do think he's going to slowly turn into Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Rhea Ripley's going to turn into China. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be them two can, can we acknowledge the fact of what she said on, on the Raw? Was it Raw afterwards? Is it so I so made Dominic in. I turned him into a man. Yeah. I like, I that, was... that came off a lot different than yeah. how it was meant yeah, to sound. My. The guy who I listen to on YouTube, which I've told you about, we will mention him at one point. I'm yeah. not going to right now. Not cheap popping. Um, <laughs> right, Mick. <laughs> right here in James's living room. <laughs> he, I wish you'd have seen his reaction to it. He was like, ooh, what? what? <laughs> like that, you saw what he's like. And it yeah, was so yeah. funny. He went, she did what? <laughs> That's what I mean. Like they could have, they could have, they could have worded it so much different, but it came across like they'd, uh, you know, done the biz. Wasn't there something else to this? I read this, but I don't know if it actually happened or not. That, um, oh, something about Dominic turned and said, "She beats me, and I like it." I've, I've read this. I don't know if it actually okay. happened. <laughs> But she she, she likes to beat me, yeah. and I like kids. Because I saw it, and I, I don't know if I've actually if I if it happened or not. Okay. But I see it online afterwards. So mm. if anyone knows, if Dominic likes to get beaten, allegedly, uh, allegedly, um, and he likes it, it's fine. I think I think that is the type of TV fourteen yeah. we're going to get. Yeah, 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 Maybe yeah. those sort of things yeah. being talked about more than the violence. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, all yeah. in all, as far as pay per view stuff goes, that yeah, that, yeah. that's that's my honourable mention, shall we say? Yeah. And well, then it was. I that, mean, we could do the chant, couldn't we? Oh what? Do do do. Roman is a wanker. <laughs> do do do. Roman is a twat. Yeah, I can't remember. So <laughs> was fucking great, and uh, it's it's very much a football chant. Yeah. I'm not going to say what team I support or, or have gone to see. It's very much used at the football ground that I go to, and I, 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 I did go over to. Stu- <laughs> one of the funniest bits was I did go to Stu because Stu was going, "What? What like that?" And I went, "Wanker, wanker, like that." For, for a, go, They're saying wanker, like split, that, and we joined a, in for a split yeah. second. There, I thought you were calling me, it, and then I heard the crowd <laughs> saying, "Like, all right." Oh, he's all, oh. Well, I was saying the middle. Me thought, I'm not getting involved in this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go back to my old seat. But uh, yeah, it, it was it was really funny. It was brilliant. And also, that was miles louder than on the oh, TV. Yeah. What oh, I've heard yeah. on Instagram, where it sounds like there's only a little group of people yeah. doing it. That's not that true. Was, it's no, a whole crowd. That was a whole crowd were doing it. Late. It was it was nearly as loud at one point. As the Drew McIntyre. Oh, yeah, that one. Drew McIntyre. Drew ate that up yeah. as well. I loved it when he came out and he was serious at first and he heard that and started dancing to it. Oh, that yeah. exercise. I've, yeah. just, I've just remembered the other chant. Ooh, ah, yeah. Ooh, ah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then again, Drew got involved and even started saying it and pointing it at Roman Reigns as well. You know, just <laughs> yeah, great he was, interaction. He was loving it. He, was, he almost pointed at him to say, I told you this crowd was going to be bad. <laughs> fair play to him. Absolutely oh. fair play. It was a great atmosphere yeah. in there. It was good. Now, was James, good. what was the other bits you wanted to bring up? <laughs> was this our guys, tour of Cardiff? Yeah, there's Swansea. so many. You guys, Swansea. Swansea. You, you guys can mention some things. Not oh. only was the pay-per-view eventful <laughs> for what we, 
we basically went on a road trip, as you guys saw from Facebook. Oh, yeah. And some of the things that went on were <laughs> fucking crazy. Or some of the things that went wrong. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, All I can do is apologise for my crappy phone. So, I'm going to... I'm actually going to start at the end, and I'm going to let the other guys and then chime in <laughs> with... Um, let them give their side of it, right? Basically, we had stay in Swansea, and as anyone knows who travels up there, it was really hard to book in Cardiff, so... It was not impossible. Yeah, Very so expensive. We had to take an hour's detour to Swansea and then yeah. double back to come to Cardiff. Yeah. I'm not going to say what I think of Swansea. <laughs> I don't think you need to after that. <laughs> no. Apologies to anyone that lives in Swansea. I might edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> That's about 20 viewers we've lost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I'll edit this bit. How'd you not? Without some, no. with some of the stuff that went on, how'd you not? So, anyway, right, let me think where I was going to go. So I'm going near the end. Okay, so I, I, I'd like these guys to say, we stayed in the hostel, guys, basically. What what I did was, I saw that these guys were staying in pods, mm. and I got myself a double room. <laughs> you paid the extra. Yeah, yeah. I paid the Upgraded. extra, which was yeah. around about £30, and I stayed in my own room. These guys stayed we alongside, <laughs> I think, another 10 people at yeah. least, <laughs> yes. in a room. Basically, with loads of bunk beds in it. Oh, they're pods. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pods built in the walls. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when, Something. When, and six bunk beds. In the morning, I got up because we, we had arranged that we were going to go <laughs> to about. I think we were arranged that we were going to go about 7. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was up around about 10 to 7 odds. And I had a little jonder around Swansea. I looked around the castle. <laughs> I. I mean, I smoked, so I was having a cigarette outside. Filling the, yes. the sights. Yes, I was viewing the sights, and I was waiting for Stuart and Johnny, and uh, I text them from outside while having a cigarette, and <laughs> basically they said they'll be down in the minute, so I went back up, and I wish I had a phone, guys. When they come out of the room, they looked ten times more tired <laughs> than when they went in. And they looked at me. They come out like zombies, like, hobbling and went, all right, like that, and red-eyed. And I just burst... The guy was there, the guy who actually owned place behind him. I just burst out laughing. I just went, oh, what the fuck happened to you two? I don't know. I'll let them so, two take over. Okay. <laughs> I have right. no idea. As James <sighs> explained, we were sleeping in these pods, basically. Yes. Um, the pods, I will say, they were very comfy. The mattress was very yeah, nice. Very, yes. very comfy. Very, the pillow very was comfy. very comfy. Very comfy. However, it was like sleeping in a fucking sauna. Yes, with, um, with about six other sweaty men. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the same bunk, I might add. Let's get, let's get that real clear. We weren't all in the same pods. We were close enough. It was, it was very close. It was very, very close. But it I was... can feel your breath on my shoulders. <laughs> That's when I snuck in. <laughs> but it was, yeah, I mean, it, it was an all right experience, but I probably wouldn't do it again. I'd definitely book a room. Um, yes. But, um, should we start from when we first arrived? I mean, uh, it's the, um, yeah. it's the... well, when we got the Swansea. Yeah, because well, I'll, I'll, I'll take it from my point of view of you guys, just in a joke. Obviously, what happened was the... Guy, I don't know if he's the manager or the overseer, yeah. 
he very took, polite. Yeah, he yeah took, very kind. He took me off to go and have a look at my room. <laughs> oh. So I do not know. We wonder where what, you went. I didn't know what was yeah. going do on. Do you want to do this or do you want me to do this? We have. Uh, you guys told me the story. Yeah. Well, and I. <laughs> okay. Um, well, we went into like the. Common it was like room. a common room lounge yeah. area. Yeah. Um, me, Stu went in there first. James was off doing his own thing with the uh, manager. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that we was. Had, we was having a wonderful time. <laughs> yes. And we walked in and there was this... We took a seat. Yeah. We took a seat, yeah. yes. Um, and there was this long-haired, grey um, individual. Dude. German yeah. dude, yes. Looked like the guy from um, Cobra Kai. Um, Terry Silver. Terry Silver, yes. Yeah. And... He was wandering around the kitchen, um, and he was looking for knives. Um, <laughs> it looked like he could try and find as many knives as he could possibly find, oh, yeah, really. Yeah. Um, he was looking in cupboards, high, yeah, low, everywhere. Yeah. And he, he got them all on the table, he sat himself down, and then, <laughs> and then he brought out, like, some sort of electric grinder it, it was a steely rotator yeah basically. yeah <laughs> just, uh, it just it's like he just brought it out of his pocket out of nowhere yeah yeah and uh, just like a portable blade sharp yeah a portable yeah. one yeah and um, just proceeded to stare at us while he was sharpening his knife blades one by one just yeah. sharpening them up um there was another guy in there as well, just sitting on the sofa. He disappeared pretty quick after <laughs> yeah, the knife well, came out. To be honest, to be fair, the way it looked to me personally was like the people who were in there actually had been part of the furniture for a long time. Yeah. So to yes. speak. it looked as if they had yeah. been there a long time. Well, I, I'm not sure, but I'm going to get into that the following morning. So we'll get back to that. Oh, bit. Okay. Yes. Uh, um, so yeah, so he was um, showing up his knives, real sharp. Um, <laughs> We kind of left and <laughs> did our own thing. Um, and then, shall I go to the next morning? Yeah. Or, oh, yeah. No. Um, well, what happened during the night, Johnny? Because you told me that not, oh, no, it's no, not no, bad. No. You told, it's not any no. sexual innuendos. You told <laughs> yeah. me a story that you imagine is hearing something. Oh, yeah, no. right, so when we came back from the show, we walked into the room first. And the first thing we were greeted with was just this pair of legs sticking out. And the rest of the body was a cover, like a duvet, over the head and the top of the body. It was just these feet sticking out. It just looked like someone had stuffed a mannequin under a bed. <laughs> it was very strange. Now, at this point, we didn't know how many people were in this room. So we got into our beds as quickly as possible and tried to go to sleep. <laughs> we'd just get our eyes closed and that was it. I then remember waking up at some oh. point and... I just heard this grinding noise, yeah. <laughs> this sharpening noise coming from somewhere. I don't know if it was in the same bed as me, if it was across the pathway bit, it just or just to, somewhere else. Or just maybe like, your imagination of fear. I definitely heard this. I, I, definitely I would just like to interject to saying that we are not exaggerating <laughs> any of this. This is legitimately oh. what happened. I am 100% sure that these knives were being sharpened up again by this grinder. And the long-haired, silver-haired man. What, in the, in the dark? In I the... don't know. <laughs> it was in that same room. Yeah. If it was... I missed this. I was asleep at this Everyone point. Everyone else was asleep. The man's legs were still sticking out. That maybe <laughs> was all that was left of him. <laughs> maybe How... he got to him first. However. Then, I think Stuart was near oh. the toilet. Oh. Yeah, what happened there, Stuart? Well, Johnny was in the bunk, like the pod above me. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that you, because I mentioned this the following morning. And you said you didn't know anything about this. <laughs> no, I, I woke up literally on the hour every hour because it was so fucking hot in there and um, I woke up at one point and just to see you know some dude in a pair of tighty whitey pants walk past and go to the toilet 
and to what I then heard some unholiest of unholy noises coming from the toilet while this dude proceeded to have a crap in the middle of the night in the middle of the night and even with this guy having the door shut I heard everything clear as day it smelt so fucking bad when he came out of that toilet I swear to god I could taste it (laughs) I'm not joking even to the point where and I'd said before like that room was so hot like and that made it worse I had to pull like to try and you know stifle the stench of this guy's rotten anus I had to pull the covers over my head which just made it worse because I was getting too hot and had to take the covers off it was a sweaty sweaty it was just because I woke up and I still had every bit of clothing on and I was sweating underneath his duvet as well I I just got in there as quick as possible I slept in my boxes and t-shirt and I I get the feeling that you used a bit of shock the t-shirt hoodie still on with the hood up (laughs) everything else on Honestly, mate, you are so lucky oh. you didn't wake up at that point. Oh, I just, that was... Oh, but then the next me. morning, oh. after all the grinding and everything that had been going on... Whoa, 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 hang on. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> Let's do it, whoa. Blades grinding. Yes. Grinding on a steely, oh. not of perfect <laughs> thrust movement. I woke up at like six thinking everyone was still asleep. You were out um, cruising around... I was having a jolly around Swansea Castle. Yeah. I was. I was having a whale of a time. I, went to, <laughs> I thought I'd be the last stop. I was I was so sprightly around. I'd, I had my hair fucking gelled up and I was out... because oh, you didn't have someone sharpening Freddy Krueger's glove <laughs> and having the unholiest of dumps oh. in the gateway to Hades. I remember when we woke up, we, we just got out of there as quick as possible. But before getting out there, I remember sitting up on the bed and opposite me, on the bed above, <laughs> there was some other guy in his tight pants. This, this, this tight painted individual was there just looking and staring at me and then looking back at his phone and then staring at me again. Oh, just like, basically, what we did. Looked... WWF pants that you wanted. <laughs> Probably, yeah. We, we I basically, taken them off yeah. Then. I'm pretty sure that we've just basically walked into a pants party. <laughs> yeah. And I felt overdressed wearing a t shirt. Oh, um, yeah, um, I think we, we kind of got out of there. Yeah, pretty quick. Everyone was still sleeping, I think. Well, apart from the man looking at me in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were the first up then, you two, in there. Oh, yeah. Those legs yeah. were still sticking out of that yeah. duvet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we, did, we didn't fuck about, mate. We, you know. We come out of here. Got dressed, done with teeth. Johnny went, do you want to square this? He gave us <laughs> me his deodorant. Yeah, tss, tss, let's I, go. I had a feeling it didn't go well when I got the fucking messages back off uh, Messenger because... I, I I text and I thought maybe they're still asleep, you know. And Johnny put, "I'm up, but I'm not sure about Stu." And then there was one come back instantly going, uh, "Actually, I am." So I don't know if those two were like the sad, the sad truth of the matter is Johnny was less than two foot above me. <laughs> yeah. So all I had to say was, "Yeah, I'm awake." But no, stupidly, <laughs> I went, "Nah, fuck it, I'm texting." <laughs> no, I'm awake. <laughs> I had this feeling something was going on in there that where it was a little bit fucking you know. when we left those legs were still sticking out of that duvet I bet and they're the still there the, yeah I wouldn't be surprised I just wanted to also say a massive massive thank you to Chris Perks oh yeah for the uh, yeah going for the there. breakfast and everyone else that were you know I think it was Mia and Richard who were on who were on duty at the pub that we went to? Uh, a very good mate of mine, Chris Perks, who I used to work with years ago. So it, it turns out actually lives in Newport, and we had to go to Newport on the way home. 
so he said you know call in and we'll um you know get breakfast and we'll have a quick chat um what we didn't realize was the fact that the the wonderful staff there uh chris and the manager richard um actually paid for our breakfast yeah. um, which was just it was just the nicest end it was it was know, really really to a nice shit night sleep <laughs> <laughs> you know that made up for everything it did. um also, we have we have forgotten another strange occurrence that happens yeah. in the morning. I just which I, I never, I didn't get, and I was looking to you guys for clarification because I kept looking to you, Stu, and you kept going, ah, oh, fuck it, fuck it, like that, like looking <laughs> away. But there was a man. Uh, well, is oh, very, very, very yes, strange. There was a man, and I think it was from your at, room. He looked at me first and put his thumb up, yeah. and I just ignored him. I, I stuck my thumb up at him. I didn't even know him. But I don't I, I don't think he was there to begin with. No. I no. think I think I, no one was there to begin do, with. Do you think <laughs> that this guy was just hiding away somewhere and gave us a thumbs up and saying... Fair play. You, you got, got out. out. You got out. Yeah. yeah. And then he got pulled back into the shadows by the hairy um, knife man. <laughs> <laughs> Tied up with his hair. But yeah, I don't think anyone was there. I think it was all just... Um, I think it was haunted, man. I'm, I'm pretty sure that we're going to wake up in about 20 minutes' time and we're still there. <laughs> it was still there. Yeah. It was oh. all a dream, Dallas style. Also, I'd just like to point out, I've got, because we've got so many memories, and, and I'm sure that everyone's probably finding this quite funny, because they do like our tangents. So, there, there was one instance when we were on the way home. Is this from, the walk? Or? No, oh, okay. you guys could do oh, that, that one, because one. that one's epic, oh. right? There was an instance on the way when we were in the car. Stu, I mean, Johnny was quite tired. He'd had a bit of a headache. He was just I was struggling. Yeah, he was struggling. Sleepwalking and through Stu was driving. Angrily. Yeah. <laughs> and we were at the red light and everything. So I just peered to the right of me out and I was just looking at what was going on, you know, because oh, let's this. be honest, there's nightlife oh, that yeah. goes on. But But you don't expect UFC nightlife. No. <laughs> so I missed all of this. There was a group of three lads just walking along and then one of them who I mean I've got I can say I've got some martial arts training, I will yeah. say that, I won't go into what. But one of them did a beautiful <laughs> judo throw textbook, and he was pissed as well, on this guy who must have been about six foot two. This guy weren't big who did it. He's about my side. What, the guy who did it? No, no, it? the guy that got the, flipped. The guy who <laughs> oh, yeah. was tall and fucking big. And this guy went down with a fucking right foot on the concrete, yeah? And he didn't move, mm. right? And I'm sitting there watching, and I'm thinking, is that guy actually alright like I'm thinking fuck it was massively yeah. worrying and yeah. this guy's not moving and like while this guy is like probably seriously injured from this throw the fucking guy's gone after the other one yeah and he's trying and that one of you had a bit of training so he put his foot in between so uh, he's uh, the other guy's legs yeah, to yeah, make yeah. sure he didn't get fucking thrown but these guys were just carrying it on yeah. and gradually I watched this guy and he did move but he moved as if he had like either a broken hip, like lying and yeah, ro- yeah, ro- yeah, yeah. rolling around, or a broken spine. These guys just ignored him. Mm. And I just sat there and I was like, what the fuck? Like, what the mm. fuck? It was, was mental. Quite scary. And then we just drove off. Yeah, yeah. and then we just <laughs> yeah, we just got the fuck yeah. out of there real quick. As soon, the as, way- we, as soon as we saw the guy get up and that he was okay, we, we went... <laughs> 
Thankfully for the green light. Something funny. The, the thing is, there were so many funny things happened that they sort of blurred. There was something funny happened with the police. We went past the pub and they stopped the car in front of Stuart and asked, asked as if it was his fault. Yeah. Something like that happened, and they just run out in front of the car. Just, I can't explain it unless you were there, guys. There was a guy lying on the floor outside he was all the shop. Up, oh, he yeah, dressed yeah, up to the nines. He was dressed up. And he was in his 60s. Just casually asleep on the floor. And he was in the rain. And it was really raining. And I know, like, there's people, unfortunately, who are homeless, but this guy did not look like that. This guy just looked like he had decided... To run out of that hostel. Yeah, and just go, like... (laughs) Just decided to fucking, like, go, right, I'm going for a kip now, and lay on the middle, in the middle of the town. However, the last one that I'm going to bring up before we go into the news, and we are going to have to wrap this one real quick for the news, uh, sorry for um, the story, is... Um, my crappy phone and it's not even a crap phone it's quite a decent phone um, when we first got to the car park which was three minute walk away as we found out on the way back um, we followed the sat nav to the, to, to the hostel um, unfortunately my sat nav just decided to freak out and take us on a 45 fucking minute walk <laughs> well, over two bridges a river um, up the and... steepest hill Known to oh mankind. My God. I don't even know why that was so steep. Because when we started walking up there, I went, fuck me, these steps are steep. And then the, there oh, was what, a, the steps another... from the exorcist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there was another hill that was even worse. But there's, but I... And there was a dead end at the top. And it was, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what was yeah, even more yeah, annoying. It's come back down. My sat now's taking us up there, and yeah. I'm going, oh, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. And then we'll get out to the top there. We get up the top there, and it's fucking. The thing so, is, there was a sofa in the middle of the hill. I reckon yeah. people have put that there, knowing people were going to walk up it and need to stop halfway. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there was a couple of Highland sheep up there at one point as well. You know, <laughs> three mountaineers but, from the 1940s. Yeah. But fucking hell! So basically, what happened with uh, Stu's phone, which we found out, was that we have walked the opposite way. We went out the back entrance. We went out the back entrance of the multi-storey car park instead of the front. So the phone went haywire and took us on a guided tour of Swansea (laughs) around the whole outskirts, the longest way round. Yes. Instead of basically telling us it was across the road. (laughs) Three minutes. Three fucking minutes. I'm not kidding. We were noticing stuff that were was like 10 minutes drive away mm. in the car <laughs> where we, when we were going there. Like yeah. We were going, oh yeah, there's that Sainsbury's we passed yeah. about 10 minutes ago. We were fucking miles <coughs> oh, yeah. away. We passed yeah. two Tesco's. Yeah. yeah, pretty sure it's the same one. <laughs> yeah, probably. But, yeah. We went over two lovely bridges. I mean, oh, yeah. there was some... Re- Gorgeous bridges. Yeah, yes. there was the... Some stunning sights we saw. Yeah. Well, I mean, we were supposed some. to be in the town centre, guys, but we were actually crossing the river. I don't know what river it is down there. <laughs> oh, no Maybe, like, part of the River Seven. Is river, it river of Babylon. Seven? Yeah, know. might as well have been. Yeah, but we were fucking down there. Fucking ridiculous. There, with the boats. We were in the boating area yeah. at one point. one point. I thought we were going to get on a boat and yeah. sail into Cardiff. <laughs> yeah, I think you said that, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, did. you yes, did. Yes, actually, yeah. 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 But, yeah, oh. so that, their ends are... Um, um, it was fucking our little jollies around <laughs> yes. Swansea and our slightly long tangent about the weird and wonderful shite that we saw while we were in Swansea. But we made but, it. But we made it back home. Just, just one more thing, which I wish, and it's such a regret of mine, because Stu was so pissed off with his phone that he kept <laughs> saying, fuck this, I'm going to get a taxi. 
<laughs> like when we when we got when we get to the hotel and we get a taxi and all this, I wish we would have called a taxi because it was literally across the road. The <laughs> yeah. car, if the taxi would have turned up, it wouldn't have even needed. I mean, it would have just started the engine, rolled a little way, stopped, and gone. There you go. There's uh, that's yeah. six quid. It was that yeah. close, guys. Words it, cannot describe how fucking angry I was. <laughs> I wish I we'd have called a fucking fuming, taxi. <laughs> absolutely fucking fuming. Anyway. Me, me and Johnny were looking at each other laughing. I was on the waves. I knew that something oh, mate, was up. I, I was still pissed off. I, I can laugh about it now. And even when I explained this to my other half, Kayla, when I got home, I was still fucking angry. <laughs> still fucking angry. I can laugh about it now, but I was so pissed off. Anyway, let's get yes. to our final segment. There of we go. The news. The news. Dun, 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 I've got some dun, bad dun. news. I've got some bad news. We should record that. I'm telling you, we need to we get to bad news barracks. You know, we'll get Trevor McDonald. Who? Is it Trevor McDonald? It is, oh, Trevor McDonald. <laughs> Who's I was it think there. No, it's pretty sure it was Bad News Barrett. <laughs> yeah, bad News um, Trevor. I'm pretty sure we all know the big story at the moment, which is obviously Punk versus the Elite and everyone else. Yes. Let's, is... Should we keep this as short as possible? I don't know how we're going to. All I'm going to say is listen to episode 8, guys, at the yeah. end of it, because James I was it going again. on about it, and I just said... I hope this is a work from Punk because yeah. if it's not, the AEW are in a world of shit. There are a lot of people out there who are actually saying this is good for AEW. No. I assure you it's not. It ain't. It, it really is. The drama is WCW at its end esque. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love seeing Punk. Um, Same here. Massive fan. But I just, I can't help but see how bitter he comes across with all of this in a way he reminds me of the 2002-2003 Hulk Hogan Um, Mm. he had this massive return everyone loved him huge reactions everywhere he went Um, he started disappearing he wasn't happy due to his creative um, and then he started falling out with the boss and it's almost kind of the same sort of thing in a way Um, yeah it's just and, and part of me still feels that some of this speech that he did at the media scrum um, was actually planned because a week or so prior, he actually mentioned that the media scrum is going to be really interesting. And I just feel like he planned the whole thing. I felt like he, he's the sort of person that would stand in front of his bathroom mirror and go over and over his lines, yeah. perfected it and knowing what to say. It's really, really sad. Uh, I heard certain words in there like, I'm a grown-ass adult, I'm sorry, I disagree. I think it was one of the most childish things I've ever mm. seen. Uh, I The disrespect and also, Tony Khan, pull your finger out. There were at times where CM Punk was actually taking your questions, mate, mm. and it's your company. Like, there was times where... He, I think there was one point which was one of the main points that I picked up on where someone asked a question and he said he's not qualified or he doesn't need to answer that question because he doesn't mm. know enough or something like that and Tony Khan looked at Punk as if to go really motherfucker yeah. I mean I think that was really the dawning on Tony Khan hang on a minute I've got a real <sighs> problem here yeah. 
Khan should not have let that go ahead. It should have been stopped. Yeah, yeah. should have been nipped in the bud straight away. That that scrum should never have happened. They're now looking at obviously getting the legal team involved, um, yeah. and I, I just feel like it's pretty obvious that the conclusion will be both Punk and the Elite are in fault with all of this. They mm. felt uh, the Elite shouldn't have gone in there and you know got involved. Punk shouldn't have gone off the way he did. Um, it's just it's the, just a big mess. The problem is. Uh, Everyone knows my views on punk. They know that I've I've been very careful, and I've said I all the time. It's like almost the same. I've said mm. I am a massive fan. I like punk. I was worried about this, and anyone can listen back to episode one from there. This has always been in my mind with CM Punk, and it's always been a worry. I just wish he'd concentrate on the great talents that he's got instead of wasting them on stupid childish bullshit I think this is going to damage him in the long run even if he does he's done he's, he, I think he's done I'm sorry even his lawless fans of uh, some of them can't uh, just go in I've had enough I'm struggling as well yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I he's not a likeable person I will this quite f- honestly say I think out of all of us here I'm probably the biggest yeah. punk fan I am so, so disappointed with all this. Yeah. Really, really am disappointed. Um, I I honestly don't know what I can say about this. Um, Just that I'm... It's shit, man. It really is shit. The thing is, if he does come back, I can't see him being cheered. Mm. I think he's going to get... I also can't see it working behind the scenes. What are they going to do? Separate them like a school playground? Uh, do you know what? I was literally about to say it. This whole thing, it's coming across like school school ground, school no. playground tactics. I feel like they can't even it's, sack him because, no. you know, it's going to be unfair dismissal. Yeah, yeah he's, He'll sue he's the shit ever, out of the company. Unfortunately, uh, CM Punk's signature manoeuvre is becoming lawsuits. Yeah. And I hate to say that, I'm not even laughing because yeah. I find it really sad because I look back at all the elite wrestling, I look at what those pillars tried to do, what the elite tried to do, what John Moxley, what? which I'll let these guys talk about, tried to do. And I see one man going into business for himself. I'm sorry, that's the, the way I say it. The one thing that I wanted to bring up is what you pointed out earlier on about the whole MJF thing and what this has done. In terms of that return it ruins it yeah it's, it, it it's ruins, been it ruins MJF's return yeah. MJF's return would I, I'll be totally honest with you you know my thoughts on AW I didn't watch it yeah right when I got up the next day the first thing I saw all I saw was CM Punk shoots in yeah yeah media scrum and I had to go to the depths of the internet to find yep. out that MJF had come back. I, yeah, same here on Twitter. I couldn't I didn't AEW, even know. The elite, uh, Matt, Nick Jackson. It's a shame because everyone was looking forward to this. This was going to be a big thing, him yeah. coming back, and it's just been completely it's been overshadowed. overshadowed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't think there's going to be any good coming out of this. And yeah. also, At all. also, guys, we because there's been a lot of stuff said. Uh, of course, the elite were wrong in certain things that they yeah. did. And from what we hear, I'm not sure the elite done anything but wanted a heated discussion. Yeah. Because all I've heard is, Ace still threw a chair, 
I still bit this person. CM Punk threw hands. Kenny Omega took the dog out of the room. Yeah, apparently he <laughs> looks after CM Punk's <coughs> dog. Not Larry. Larry yeah, yes. Kenny Omega run over and the fir- his first four was the poor dog. It's just the big best. I'm, in all, I'm, I'm done with it. Well, in my opinion, you know, I, I think the heroes of the story are Cody for getting out before things blew oh, up. Absolutely. I agree. The rest of the roster for still going out there and still doing what they do best yeah. Yeah. with all this drama going on. Yeah. Chris Jericho for standing up in the locker room and trying to just con- take control of what's been happening. Fair play, Chris. And John Moxley, who in my opinion, after what he said this past week on Dynamite, I feel like he's the heart and soul of mm. AEW. I totally agree. Yeah. It's, it's like John Moxley actually went there to help the company. Yeah. Uh, it, to help himself, but to build a company. CM yeah. Punk, there's been rumours about him going there, going into business for himself, and all these backstage things being Tony Khan's little best friends yeah. and all these things. And I'm afraid that what you saw at that media scrum spoke volumes. It's it the looked, real CM Punk. Yeah. Out. Yeah. I, I just liked it when John Moxley came out and died. <clears> and he, um, he just reminded everyone what the company set out to do, <clears> saying how passionate he is and how much love he has for this company that he and everyone dedicated their lives to help build. Yes, yeah. that's right. And that yeah. neither well he or the rest of the locker room would allow a bunch of idiots to damage the company beyond repair. That's right. Yeah, I, I want AEW to succeed through these dark days. So do I. Um, I feel like a wrestling company needs its loyal workers. Moxie has been there from the very beginning mm. while battling his own demons that he yeah. defeated himself. Yeah. Um, I feel like the next steps will be really interesting. I really hope they make it through and become yeah. better for it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, do. I, I, I agree with you, there, mate. mate. I do. Mm. But again, my worry still stems that we. it's almost like we're following on an episode as if we saw it or knew about it from episode eight. Yeah. Yeah. Because me and Stu were talking about this last time. We were saying about how this EVP thing... No wrestlers should be EVPs. No. No, no, no. active wrestlers. William Regal is yeah. there. Yeah. Jim yeah. Ross is yeah. there. Arn Anderson is there. Yeah. Right? Even Dean Malenko. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. a little bit concerned with Dean because of the way that Sam Punk talks. Because Sam Punk was talking as if these were... I, I'm so wary of Punk now. Mm-hmm. Like, some of the names he mentioned, I thought, okay, they're on your side then. That's mm. how I am with him. I don't yeah. trust him. Yeah. Uh, I could see Jim Ross. I know he's got getting on now. This is a guy who ran talent relations yeah. when The Rock was there. Yeah. Triple H, Kurt Angle, Steve Austin. He kept all those egos in check and they said mm-hmm. what a wonderful job he done. Tony can't fucking use him, mate. Honestly, fucking use get, him. Get these fucking egos in check. Yep. No wrestler should be in charge of anything. Nothing like that. EVP or anything. Sort this shit out, because otherwise it's going to end your fucking run. I just think the next few months are going to be very interesting. It's going to be vital. It's going to either sink or swim. It, It seems to be getting shorter. I don't know if you guys remember this, but a couple of episodes back I said AW got... The next two years will define what AEW yeah. are. 
Uh, oh, he's... And it's mad. Yeah. Absolutely mad that less than a month ago that we were talking about this. You know, worst case scenarios. And well, then four weeks later, look at the st- the shit state it's in. Well, me and you were talking about this punk situation last week, yeah. and I didn't really want to go into it. Mm. I I said about this is all over Colt Cabana, yeah. if you remember, that they see him as a mentor. That's turned out to be right. Yeah. That they're not happy with the way that he's been treated. Some people were saying that CM Punk sent got um, Colt Cabana sent to Ring of Honor. Yeah. Because he didn't want him around on the same shows as him. Yes. Yeah. It, we were yeah, talking about it last episode. That's yeah. what I find so freaky. Because most of the time, you hope that these things don't transpire. Yeah. And that things are professional enough backstage where it wouldn't happen. But fuck me, it did. Yeah. And Egos have just Punk, taken over. CM Punk did not just go at the elite, guys. I, I think people need to listen back because he went yeah. at other people as well he went at MJF he went at MJF yeah. uh, he said that he what did he say he said something along the lines of the grass isn't greener on the other side yeah, oh yeah, yeah. and he's Things a little prick who thinks he knows everything and yeah. best and Tony and, keeps giving me these idiots to work with yeah. yeah yeah and he said something like unfortunately I can't remember the words he used to say about like how this place was growing or a wonderful place, but he basically said like he shits where he eats instead mm. of whatever the nice thing was about it. In in the press, yeah. why is he doing that? Why why is he doing next to the boss? Yeah. What's the matter with yeah, the why boss? Why was the boss letting him do it? And how egotistical was it then after causing that shit storm? And knowing he'd done it to promote that bakery. <laughs> yeah, and the reviews on the bakery are amazing, by the way. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's some laugh, funny ones out there. I, I'm really concerned. Yeah. I'm concerned for the company. And, you know, I I know the elite are at fault, but I look back at how they've established yeah. the company, how yeah. they had a lot to do with it. Mm. and There is no one single person at fault here. It's a mass collective. Uh, I, f- I think there's. Unfortunately, Stu, I would agree with you, but I think there's one individual now that is extremely poisonous, it seems. And oh, no, seems no, no, I agree. And, and, I agree with you there. And controversy seems to follow mm. this individual wherever yeah. he goes. Yeah. Yeah. If CM Punk is released, could you ever see him going back to the WWE? No, no I don't so think they touch him. You. you don't well, think they bring no him back to no, one big no. WrestleMania main event? No. Would, would I? No. 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 I, I can't see it happening. No. Anyway... Should we go so, on to a lighter topic? Yeah, oh, let's go with something that's a lot more happier. Um, Mickey James. Great career. Absolutely phenomenal we career. We spoke about it a little while ago with the um, Stratus match. Yeah. WrestleMania. Yeah. She's um, obviously announced and is, um, has already started her last rodeo tour. Yeah. Um, which is her win or retire um, series of matches um, as far as I'm aware so far that one is one is done she's had one match um, and she will be coming on to the next very soon I do believe I personally just want to say thank you to Mickey James for having such an amazing and entertaining career yeah she's been fantastic when did she start that match with Trisha WrestleMania was 2006 mm. yeah 
So it wasn't long before then she was really... Was it a 21 or 22? 22. Yeah, because 21 was Chrissy Hemi. That's right, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, just a phenomenal career, an absolute trailblazer Mm. for not just WWE's women's division, but every, you know, the TNA knockouts division, the Impact women's division. She's just been a catalyst for women's wrestling. Yeah, she's been excellent. Absolutely excellent. Um, and she's married to Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis yeah. yeah, yeah. There, there are rumours that she's been seen around Kingsley. That's where he lives. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Any other news anyone wants to bring up? I don't know that there's anything that's really been going on apart from that. I mean, we've had Braun Strowman return. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. Gonna, yeah. Destroying all the tag teams. Oh yeah. One one other one that I wanted to bring up as well was uh, the absolutely phenomenal ending to uh, the Miz's recent cage match. Oh, with the the meme of all memes, (laughs) yeah. I think at the moment Triple H's use of Dexter Loomis has been brilliant. It was great. Absolutely brilliant. Whoever whoever come up with that camera angle I need where an Emmy it was award. done <laughs> yeah where it started at the top and then done this yeah. like little half circle and zoomed <laughs> yeah. down it was absolutely brilliant it, it was really good and I, I'm really hoping that this concludes into something you know pretty good the only thing I'd have liked more for him to do was to put a thumbs up <laughs> because that would have been amazing or if just you know straight up at the camera just put a thumbs up at the Miz as if like just to blur the I'm lines of, yeah <laughs> that, that's his MO as well and yeah. I, I would have loved that We're out of curiosity but have any of you guys checked out his artwork it's fantastic it's phenomenal he is an amazing he does caricatures and they're absolutely amazing phenomenal artists I'll have a look at that yeah, yeah he, it's going on his Instagram page he's, he's, there is absolutely loads of his work on when he, it when he first started that was how he used to do a promo yeah. he used to uh, I think there was one promo where they sped it up mm. and it was of, of the uh, Undisputed Era and it was of him basically kidnapping yeah. him with someone else he did one when he was having his feud with um, Johnny Gargano yeah. and Austin Theory as yeah. well um, which obviously then led to the marriage of Index mm. uh, yeah brilliant um, I, I think he's great I think I he's do. a breath of fresh air absolutely brilliant I think he's funny I'd, he's one of these people that obviously he's okay in the ring yeah. he's good but he's one of these people that really doesn't need to wrestle he could be just walking about around yeah. backstage messing I about I thought he was great on Impact when he was was it Samuel Shaw I think he was wrestling under the name I don't think I saw him on Impact I wasn't really watching much at the time I don't think i tell you what I really liked him on I don't know if anyone's seen it has anyone seen the uh, America's it, Most Wanted <laughs> <laughs> has anyone seen the Johnny Gargano interview where it's at a WrestleCon and he's in the crowd and they call him up and he just has like he has like the New York Times newspaper right. or a wrestling I think he has that at first and he has a wrestling magazine and Someone looks over and they go, "Oh, Roman Reigns, you're looking at." And he just he he stays in character. He just looks up and goes, "Thumbs up." Yeah, <laughs> thumbs up. That's what I'm doing. And it, the whole time in this, like, it's it's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be an actual, like, yeah. just real people. 
He's stays in character and it is class. It is, it is really so funny. If you get a chance, to look <laughs> yeah. it up. It's it's about the last six minutes. Right. It's an hour long, right. but he comes on and he sits there and he's there, <laughs> but he does nothing. Yeah. But you can't help but it's watch just a him. Looming presence. Yeah, you can't help but watch him. He's just reading the magazine. Next, because he sees Johnny Gargano and he just looks at him and goes. Again, thumbs up. Walks along to the other sofa, sits down, and starts reading a magazine. He says nothing. I, I think he's great. I think it's breath of fresh. I think I think he's got a similar thing to Dan Housen, really. I do. My boy. You know where he's he is comedic relief. It's a oh, kind yeah. of strange comedic relief. It's different. He's isn't good. It? Yeah. I like him. Yeah. Yeah. Braun Strowman, I don't know what to make of it. I, I, I just, uh, I don't know. He returned on Raw and then he fell over, didn't he? Did you see that? Yeah, yes. I, did. I, I must say, everyone laughed, but I'll tell you what, he had a recovered well. He did, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I, he I went, will admit, I was slightly worried for Chad Gable's shin. Yeah. I wasn't sure if he tried to chop block and get back up at one point, the way it was, because it was kind of fluid, wasn't it, the way it he went was, down yeah, and got back very. up? I'm just, I'm... I'm not a massive fan of him, to be honest. I didn't mind him for a short period of time, um, like 2016 or something. When 17. he broke away first yeah. singly, yeah. I liked him. But and I then, just, I just don't know. I just, I think he's been. I felt he got humanised too much. Mm. Yeah. I just, it'd right. be interesting what they do with him. Like that piss poor WrestleMania tag team one. Oh, that was awful. Everyone was so excited of who that mystery thing was going to be. Absolutely. Was that the Nicholas one? Yeah. 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 Nice um, for the kids. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just don't know, because you had Omos, the big monster guy, who's just kind of been pushed aside now. Braun Strowman's come back. Unless they're building for them two to have a match, but then ain't going to be that great. We'll see. I think when you look at Omos, you have to sort of kind of appreciate that Strowman is actually quite good. Yeah, he is better. Yeah, pacey for his size, that's for sure. Well, he, he is pretty good in the ring. If you mm. think back, he, oh, yeah. he can main event. He's good at taking a hell of a punch from Brock Lesnar. Yeah. That's true. Calm yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> I do need that with the Omos. Uh, Om- the Omos? <laughs> Omos. Omos. The Osmos. We had... Were you here when what I had that we? problem? You had yeah. that problem. <laughs> I don't know if you were at that episode, but I can fucking get it. I had to keep using both. <laughs> oh another thing about Wales which I just like to bring up on a little tangent guys is how weird it was at times that there were two languages going on when someone was speaking oh yeah like saying the elevator oh yes like it sounded like we were in Japan it did didn't it yeah yeah, Kai and Tai. yeah. indeed no that's what that's what, I, what we all kept hearing when they were saying <laughs> yeah. my, you know uh, doors closing and it kept <laughs> sounding like Kai, Kai and Tai. Yeah, when like and I was like, <laughs> I was like, are we in Japan? It's like well, really weird. That hostel took us to another place. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I'm I'm all done with the news. Yeah, I think. Is there uh, anything that's happened? I've not, I've not got anything else written down. We've got obviously Triple H taking over Raw, and Raw seems to be improving, and same as SmackDown. Yeah, um, I think it's just moseying on, isn't it? I yeah. think you can see the NXT influence oh yeah come yeah. out through um, I mean we could talk a little bit about Worlds Collide just quick I mean that mm-hmm. was on I mean I won't take too long on my love for Tyler Bate <laughs> <laughs> I please know. call him up he's so fucking good yeah oh yeah uh, Brum Breaker you, you don't like him do you 
I'm not overly fussed to be honest. I, I, I was the same, and then I watched him in there with Bate, mm. and I was really impressed. I don't mind him. I just like to see too much right. of his dad. And his I, I thought he was really, mm. really impressive. I'll give actually. it a while. Yeah. I'll watch it. I think I you'll be quite it. shocked. Yeah. He was. I'll give it a go. I didn't think he was that good. I, did, I think it's just what put me off was the match he had with Champa for. Um, I thought he was I, just I one of just those like really sloppy. Three or four move people. Yeah, yeah. And that didn't seem to be the case. I'll, in that I'll match. watch it. I'll have a look. He's still quite new as well, isn't he? Yeah. It's only 24. Yeah. Mm. Give it but time. What's so scary is, like going back just quickly to Tyler Bay, is when they showed the tale of the tape, like Tyler Bay had been gone since he was 19 mm. and he was only one year yes, older I was shocked at that when you told me yeah oh. and he was only one year older at 25 mm. than Bron Breaker yeah and it was like fucking hell how much experience has this mm. guy got I was actually going to pick him on my the last episode that I weren't on um, it was Tyler Bate versus Walter was one of my picks mm. if if you want to leave that, Johnny, I am up for doing a live. If we can get it working, yeah, I would do that as a special thing. No, we can do, yeah, yeah. But I, I, you see, I nearly picked that match that you were talking about. But I thought if I pick that, there's I've got three NXT UK matches <laughs> on the takeover thing. So that was takeover. That was takeover Cardiff, wasn't it? Yes, it was. I yeah, and he was only twenty-two in that match as well. What UK ones? Yeah. Uh no. One. No. Both of mine were NXT, but not UKs. I had. They were both on takeovers, mm. mine, but they were for the UK title because right. they were such good matches. I can't remember my other two I picked. Me versus James. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> good man. I know. Still waiting for my Hall of Fame ring. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you mentioned. It's funny you mentioned that because because you me, ain't getting me and my it, bitch. fiance. Me and my fiance. You'd be surprised. Me and my fiance were looking at that last night. Those rings. <laughs> Fair play. But I will tell you what. Next episode, guys. By the way, just to let you know, we will be. I imagine doing a video. Videos mm-hmm. are going to start to come out. Yeah. What we're going to do is we are going to have mystery gifts that we have all bought each other. Now, <laughs> there is a budget on these mystery gifts, and the idea of these is supposed to be to think of the individual and to buy the worst thing that you can think of, <laughs> wrestling uh, wrestling memorabilia Basically, or merchandise-wise. Shit stuff to do with wrestling. Yeah. The worst thing that you can find. And I'm pretty sure we've all fucking nailed it. Yeah, so... My ones, one of mine is just, I know it's just going to be so funny when the individual opens it. And the other one is just going to confuse the individual. <laughs> I, now, I have shown one of mine to one of the individuals, which is Stu. I have shown him Johnny's yeah. one. And Stu, what do you think of my one? Just just as a little thing. Fi- it is so weird. It's just it's, really weird. I, I, I reckon... That is the only one in existence. Yeah, I'd be very surprised if there's any more. Yeah. I'm excited. Very, very, very surprised. Um, I don't think you will be, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> if um, you wear that, right, I will be so shocked. I think there's going to be a lot of people going, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Um, no, I think everyone will know what it is. I think, I think everyone will know what it is. Any hardcore wrestling fan, as soon as Johnny Oakley will oh, yeah, 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 know yeah. what it is. One thing we do need to announce is obviously our next topics. <laughs> yes. Indeed we do. 
Right, so um, our next topics for our next show, which is episode 10. Double figures. Double figures. Um, will be the top three worst gimmick matches ever. And there's a lot out this there. This is going to be fun. There is now, a lot out there. We had, just to say, we had a lot of time in the car. <laughs> we did. Coming back on the way home. Yeah. And I think most of us, I know I, I pre- did for sure, yeah. pick my three as we were all discussing yeah, it. Yeah. I've got two of mine. I've yeah. still got one more to I've come. I've got two already. Yeah. yeah. I've got all mine and you guys <laughs> yeah. know what they are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, we've got the top three gimmick, ma- worst gimmick matches. Yeah. And just the side topic, um, with Triple H taking over the WWE and running the day-to-day things, uh, obviously had a great career beforehand, and we're going to pick the best and worst moment of Triple H's career. Um, could be a match, could be an interview, could be a promo, promo. could be a return, a film, could be a, could be yeah, could be even a film, could be anything, <laughs> anything what? at all. Worst you could possibly pick Katie Vick, but um, oh no, I've got sure worse than that. <laughs> Trust me, mine's way worse. But um, yeah, so we've got those coming up. I know what yours is, mm. just by what you say. Oh yeah, oh, I don't know. And then I do. Obviously, as we do at the end of every episode, we'll be covering the news. Yes, breaking news. Bad news. Bad news. <laughs> uh, just before we finish, I just wanted to give a quick shout out, um, and it's for someone that's just given us a hell of a lot of support. Um, constantly shares everything we do and gets involved constantly as well um, so yeah quick shout out to Lorna DeMarco Pettigrew thanks ever so much for everything that you've been doing as well for sharing like I said everything that we've been doing um, constantly on Facebook and on Twitter it's massively massively appreciated by all of us yeah there are certain people within that group that are the heart and soul of the group and yes. we appreciate you so much yeah we love massively you. And one last one, uh, sorry, two last ones is obviously congratulations again to Rob Shepard, the winner of our giveaway this month. And as always, a massive thank you for the guys over at Three Count Wrestling Merchandise. Thanks for everything that you've done for us as well, man. Indeed. Thanks ever, ever so much to all of our listeners and to James and Johnny. Thank you. Thank Thank you, you. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you you all. Um, So there we go. There ends episode nine. Yes. We got there in the end. We did, even with technical difficulties. <laughs> this was as big a journey as Wales. It was, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. was it? Yeah. And we did get lost for 45 minutes in between. Yep. Yeah, I won't go there again. <laughs> Thanks a lot, everyone, for, yes, thank for you. tuning in. And uh, Keep a look out for my artwork that will be coming for the true. next episode. And, um, and we'll see <laughs> you at some faces. point. We'll see you at some point next month for a video where we un, uh, unwrap all of our shit presents. Oh, yes, yes, and I imagine you will probably see us for a live. Oh yeah, oh, absolutely. We have got a, we have got to sort that out. Yeah, because uh, me and Johnny are on it. We're trying to sort out getting all of us together on a live. Yeah, we'll get it sorted. We'll get it sorted eventually. Then just one of us. Yeah, because absolutely. You know, otherwise it's just going to be one of us there. Yeah, and yeah, no worries. Thanks a lot, as always, guys. Yes, thank you very much. And we'll see you all next month. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Peace.